I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Jeremy. And I'm Frank. And we're from the Drink Along Podcast, and you're listening to... See you next Wednesday on the Modern Superior Network. Meow. What? Are we recording? No, we weren't until you did <laughs> are, that. Are we recording? Hello, and welcome to episode 166 of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture and film podcast where a single die roll decides what movies we have to see. This episode is dropping on Wednesday, May 27th, 2015. My name is Dan Gorman, and Blair Witch Project, more like Scare Witch Project. <laughs> My name is Casey Lyons, and Jake, I shot a guy in the face. He was so mad at me. <laughs> My name is Greg Legro, and before we go any further, I'd just like to point out how disturbing it is that you equate eating a block of cheese with some sort of bachelor paradise. <laughs> <laughs> Georgie. Yeah. Summer of George. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have tons of stuff to talk about this week. Mm. Two of us saw Tomorrowland. Yeah. One of us saw Baby Geniuses, and then two of us also listened to some Smash Mouth, mm. and we'll roll for movies next week, <laughs> and uh, then I'm going to take us through an episode of Beverly Hills 90210 mm. in uh, 90210 Oh Yeah Relay at the end of the episode, but first we will talk about news yeah. and other things. Uh, before we get to the news stuff, uh, please email us at info at com if you have any thoughts or comments about any of the things that we talked about. And uh, rate and review us in iTunes. It's really great to do that. Yep. It helps out about a lot. <laughs> um, uh, yep. <laughs> it uh, doesn't help our sentences. No. But... <laughs> no. no. Um, and I believe I saved an email, I think, or uh, I wanted to say that we got an email from Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if I saved it. No. But uh, thank you so much for your email. It was wonderful, and keep the emails coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, oh it was about us. it was about doing uh, Melrose Place. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because she how, confirmed how that it blows up. Everybody yeah. dies, and everyone blows up all yeah. the time. So it sounds yeah. like uh, it sounds like nine hundred two one zero on crack. Yeah. <laughs> and she said, "Skip to the second season." It sounds like crack on steroids yeah. <laughs> from hell. Yeah. yeah, I'm down with starting a second season. We'll just be extra lost, which will be fun. But yeah, yeah I've been. I, I don't know. I feel like we've been circling that show for a while. Yeah. So it's you know. I think it'll be confirm. fun to start. It'll be fun to start from the second season because then we can sort of fill in our fill own in the gaps. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So thank there you was, for your email. Yeah, there were a couple of messages from people this week too. Yeah. Tony, Tony D'Amico checked out uh, some uh, Tom Waits based yes. on Time Bandits. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. I'm glad you did that. Thanks yeah. for uh, checking out the music. Totally. Yeah. 
Yeah, and thanks mm-hmm. for the emails. Just keep them coming. Yeah, do it. Yeah. Um, and now we'll get into the itty bitty tidbit committee. We'll okay. do some news and trailers and what we've been watching. Yeah. Um, was there? I feel like there's like no news. No, uh, there's so not much news that I wrote down. Now you see me three is going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Before <laughs> two is even. Yeah. Uh, been terrible. Was the? Fr- I mean, the first one made a lot of money. It but did. I I was the only one who saw that. Right. You guys didn't see. That I didn't shit. see it. No, I you? I didn't no? see it. It's Why okay. would I see that? Because it's stupid and oh boy. Uh, <laughs> was it a loser? I thought it was a winner. In no, that. it was a loser. Okay. I was fair fairly certain that it was going to be crap yeah. and i was right um it just doesn't make any sense it's just yeah, like it's it a caper that's like has, supposed to have twists and turns but just making it up as you go along doesn't equal twists and turns <laughs> yeah it's it was like a fucking mess and then like uh at the end you know what it was uh, it was this guy yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a genre yeah. it's a it's a i guess it was this guy yeah the desperate screenwriter <laughs> to support genre. that theory it's not yeah. a whodunit it's a i guess it was this guy <laughs> yeah who wrote it <laughs> <laughs> They're going to do a three. Oh, yeah. speaking of sequels, there's a little bit of news because there was a lot of news last week that we uh, skipped over. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Goon 2. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was happening. And Jay Baruchel, who wrote is, the first one, mm-hmm. is co- writing Co wrote it. Co wrote it. Yeah. Uh, is co writing and then directing yeah. the sequel. Totally. Which I'm very mixed about all of this. Yeah. Because I love Goon so much. You're just worried. Yeah. And I, because it's perfect. It's and perfect. It feels like they nailed it. Like, I yeah, don't like know everything if there needs about to be it is I feel like there doesn't need to be a sequel. Yeah. Um, and, and then there's another part of me that's the Canadian part of me that's kind of like, Canada made a good movie. Let's yeah. do more of those. Like a yeah. really good movie. Um, and if yeah. anyone's going to do it, the writer of the first one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Like, clearly you know. he had a vision for the first one. So, Maybe that vision does extend. I don't know if that vision extends to to a second one, or if he's just like, uh, ah, I made a good movie. Yeah, this yeah. is my this is, is my it legacy now. Going to be yeah. following him, like, like is it going to be like here's where he's at now? Kind yeah, of movie? It's, yeah. Uh, it, it's called Last of the Enforcers or something okay. like that. So. Is Sean William Scott in it? Oh yeah, he's Doug Glatt's back. Okay, well, okay. awesome. Because yeah. I feel like I could deal with more of that character, though. For sure. He did I, such a great job. He was fucking awesome. Uh, so is Jay Baruchel. And I feel like Jay Baruchel does a lot for Canadian cinema. Did you guys hear about uh, the thing that uh, Canada Land is doing? Yeah. Uh, I haven't listened to it yet. Uh, no, nor have I. But it's uh, up now. Oh, it is up? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of just saw that they were doing it, and then I and then I kind of forgot about it, but I want to pick back up mm-hmm. on it. It's uh, basically an episode of, a live episode of Canada Land that they did at the Royal Cinema here mm-hmm. in, uh, in Toronto. Yeah. And uh, Jesse Brown, host of Canada Land, talks to Jay Baruchel, and they sit down and talk about the state of Canadian cinema mm-hmm. and yeah. why it's, frankly, shitty. And how to fix it. And how to fix yeah. it. And that's, uh, that is something that I've argued time and time again with Canadian actors who are so fucking like like yay Canada and fuck the states I'm like well yeah in some ways but yeah. uh, but certainly not in that way yeah. I mean the states has it the fuck down they yeah. know how to do it they we know we make terrible movies and even worse television uh, yeah because Overall, of the strict yeah. and terrible guidelines that we put on our entertainment but if you take a list of all the great movies that have been made by Canadians, it's like some of the best movies ever made. Sure, like but, they were made, but, the crap. but they were made by accident. Yeah. Well, not by accident. And I disagree, agree, yeah. But there's not enough of them. Yeah, if you in, if you go through oh, a list I, of, I agree, you know, yeah. of all time, yeah. you know, it's not even half of what the States did in 1990. I'm not saying Canadians sure. can't do it, but <laughs> totally. I'm saying that 90% of those movies made by Canadians are American movies made yeah. by Canadians. Yeah. 
So I don't know. anyway, or, I'll, get, I'll yeah. get off this uh, soapbox now. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'll Check out this soapbox land. and into this larger soapbox. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm going to speak even louder. Uh, anyway, yeah, because uh, you know Canada Land needs more. Uh, <laughs> Fucking advertisement. Yeah. So go listen to them. <laughs> go listen to the number one podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I've, yeah, I've been meaning to listen to that. Yeah, Goon 2, though, I'm just, I, I mean, I hope it's good because if they give me more of that world with that kind of quality, yeah. then I'll just be over the moon. It'd be the greatest Absolutely. thing in the world. Yeah. But uh, I'm just very, if, it, if this movie has to have something to say, I hope he really has something to say yeah. about this because other, otherwise it's just going to be. It's just going to be a bummer. It's going to be like Slapshot yeah. 2. You know, you might as well get a fucking low rent Baldwin in there. <laughs> a two or three, I don't know. There's uh, a three. three. Three, yeah. I don't know. I, I've I've only seen the first one, and to be quite honest, I'm not uh, uh, I'm not one of those people. Team for Slapshot. Whom s- Slapshot is a movie that uh, doesn't totally suck. I really like Slapshot. <laughs> I know everybody. It's not seems as hilarious to. as people think it is. No, but nor it's a really is it a, fun movie. engaging at all. I, f- I uh, see. I find it so boring. Yeah, I knew it's so good in it. Uh, I have to watch it. I've actually never seen it. Oh, really? Yeah. I feel like you'd very much enjoy it. I'll have to check yeah, it out. I'm not it's a hockey guy at all. Yeah. Me, but I don't know. Some sports translate well to. Yeah, 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 I'm not yeah. a hockey guy either, but I like a hockey movie. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I. Yeah. A good one. Are you thinking about Youngblood? Uh, I think, uh-huh. I, I, well, I said I <laughs> like a hockey it? movie, and then I was like, I can't name one hockey <laughs> movie I like. But I think I like the idea of a hockey movie. I uh-huh. like a baseball movie. I like a football movie. Baseball movies are great. Yeah. If I liked uh, baseball half as much as I like movies about baseball. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I like a golf movie. Yeah. Just kidding. I like no. Tin Cop. All yeah. right. <laughs> no dead solid I, perfect. Again, I'm just kidding. No one likes Tin Cop. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, um, sports movies, yeah, uh, they other, exist. Was there other news? If I don't even know. Um, oh, you know, I read today on my way here is uh, the uh, the, the uh, film adaptation of Stephen King's It is uh, is on the bench, maybe oh. permanently. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, but we talked about it for so long. It was yeah. so long. I know. And I was, I was like, so well, excited about it. Yeah. Why? Totally. Uh, disputes over budgets and some other shit. So Did they just cast the kid? They just cast the kid. Just but because uh, the director has walked off the project, again, over uh, uh, budget and filming location disputes. Well, somebody call Garrus. See what he's up to. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, so no Weird. Stephen King's It coming your way at all. That's a bummer because I is. really wanted to see that those Me specific too. people tackle that. Absolutely, unless they unless they figure it out like they did it with Twin Peaks, I guess. Yeah, where they were like, "He's yeah. back!" I swear. Oh, I guess we we haven't we talked about, about that, that but yeah. yeah, the David Lynch is back, and yeah. uh, and I don't know. We'll see. We'll Whatever. See. Yeah. It's hard to be excited when things are flip flopping around like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did. It did get me to start watching Twin Peaks from the beginning again, though. Oh man! I like threw it like the other night. like I need a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I um, wrote down uh, the Cooties trailer. I know Casey, you watched oh, that. I, I did watch, watch it. Watch uh, yeah, it looks pretty good. It looks. I was a little disappointed because I got really excited about this movie when the poster came out like a year and a half ago, which had this like. I found the poster really disturbing. Which, I didn't like the it. skeleton hand holding like a lollipop with like a really great font treatment. For oh, the that wasn't Cooties. the one I saw. It was like a, a children at play yeah. thing, but it was like. Pieces of children. Yeah, and they were stuff, like kind of zombies. Like, that's children. Not, that's yeah. Gross. Um. But yeah. So it's like a horror comedy about like uh, kids getting sick and sort of being zombie style uh, yeah. infection kind of movie. Yeah. But uh, who's in it? Rain Wilson. Rain um, Wilson. Jack McBrayer. Uh, 
one of the Lee Wanell, one of the small yeah. guys, and who's what's also his name? one of the uh, writers, I guess. Yeah. I always forget his name. Uh, I don't know. I, the, I, the, the main dude. I thought the main dude was... Um, no, what's his name from the Maniac remake and like every movie ever? Elijah Wood. Elijah right, Wood. Right, I always ever. forget his name. <laughs> Who I, I was just not a fan of for the longest time, but now whenever I, I see him pop up in something, I, well, I haven't seen him be bad at it. He's basically the like good. Time. He's quite good. And he's yeah. basically spent like this whole like second or whatever, third or however many times long his career has been like this whole chunk of his career now is just like, oh, I'm a big genre fan. I have been forever and now I'm going to like do a Maniac remake. I'm yeah. going to do this. I'm going to yeah. like produce horror movies. Open windows. I don't know if that one was good or not, but uh, mm. apparently, like, just basically is doing genre I thought stuff. You meant yeah. that was one of no, the things he was planning on. He's doing. opening windows I'm, for I'm people. Gonna, yeah, I'm gonna. He's a breezy uh, near. I'll get it some for you. Movies. <laughs> I'm gonna open some windows. Probably have a light snack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, his that's uh, cool. career, his uh, uh, film choices uh, have yeah. been very clever since uh, Lord of the Rings ended. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he was in those. Yeah, yeah. So Cooties looks like it'll be fun, but I was <laughs> when I did see the trailer, I was like. I I hope this is good. I I feel like it looks so middling that uh, that it, it it does nothing in the way of getting my hopes up. So if I do see it, which I figure it'll probably have a couple of fun things be, to yeah, watch, in yeah, it, yeah, uh, then then my my expectations yeah. won't be uh, like brought down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of genre movies, you posted the Eli Roth trailer for Knock Knock. Yes, I did. Did <laughs> hey! end of the show. See you later. Why <laughs> do people? Listen Who's to in this? that? Keanu Reeves. Uh, Keanu Reeves. Right. With uh, one of my favorite line readings. Oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> it's at the beginning, and his kids come up, and it's his birthday, and <laughs> and uh, they bring him what I assume is either a cake or donuts or something, and he goes, oh, chocolate with sprinkles. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say it like that? This movie looks like fucking garbage to me, but it might be fun. It uh, Well... Uh, like I, I said this in my <laughs> review of the trailer, um, or in my preamble to the trailer, uh, I've always been impressed with Eli Roth's passion for movies. Yeah. Uh, but I'm rarely impressed with his movies. Well, because yeah. he just doesn't seem to make any that anyone will show you. But I love. I really When's the last enjoyed. Time he made something. Green, uh, was came out. That, well, yeah. green, green jello or whatever. <laughs> green jello. Uh, oh yeah, that uh, three little pigs movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little pig, little pig, light me up. <laughs> Um, That's well, the yeah. weirdest hit single ever. Uh, I love that album. It was a it was a turbulent time. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean uh, he did he did Cabin Fever, which I thought was a, a really whole lot of movie. fun. Yeah, um, and then he followed then that Hostel. up with Hostel, which then, is a terrible, m- yeah. boring, so boring, mean spirited shithole. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like he just he he's somebody who it's kind of unfortunate I think that he got um, all wrapped up with Quentin Tarantino, somebody who does homage and pastiche very well, yeah, and makes it his own thing because yeah. I don't think Eli Roth does that. I think Cabin Fever was a fun kind of splatterfest type yeah. of thing, yeah. and I think that he did that really well because there's no one name specifically on that 80s Splatterfest thing, so he it was sort of a broad thing that he was doing, but then I feel like Hostel, he was just trying to do a Takashi Miike thing, yeah. Um, and, and and I feel like ever since, like, wasn't that Green Inferno thing just supposed to be very close to Cannibal it, Holocaust? Yeah, it basically is, and it played a lot of festivals, and I've heard a lot of, like, this is a piece of shit, but yeah. I've also heard some Defenders, but... 
Yeah, and I, I guess it's, it fell through. I don't know if they ever got ended up getting it out on DVD or whatever, but yeah. it's like... I haven't heard anything he's about He's just... It. Like, mm-hmm. he has the passion, but I feel like he has, like, a douchey passion. Like, <laughs> like he's a guy that's so passionate, you know that he knows his shit. Like, he's, like, Quentin Tarantino, he, like, owns, like, Prince, I'm assuming, and, like, knows so much about, like, the minutia of, like, genre film. Yeah. But then when he, like, spits it back out at you, because he, he did the introduction... He just offers nothing... He offers nothing original. Yeah, and he does it in a way where you're like, oh, fuck off. Like, because I saw... <laughs> him do the introduction to Ty West's The Sacrament and I was and he was like really douchebaggy like he was like said some things where I was like well fuck you like you know I was just like yeah I don't like him mm-hmm. and yeah. I feel like it bleeds over into my like opinion of his well, yeah that'll do it <laughs> what is knock knock about anyway, cause uh, I, okay. I tried to watch a trailer wouldn't play on my phone then I just forgot to and, uh, uh, yeah you might as well not <laughs> uh, Keanu uh, has a family and a wife that he loves and uh-huh. his uh, wife and family are away one night and these two super hot girls come in and go hey can we use your shower and then fuck you mm-hmm. and then they fuck them and then they go away and then they come back and they like tie him up and they threaten to tell his family that they fucked him and yeah and, and all of this it's they basically, basically like he's him. he's in, in like he's cheats on his family but he doesn't want to but they kind of make him and then they like terrorize his life by like <laughs> and now and, i don't want to but okay. yeah <laughs> oh god you two are uh, exceptionally beautiful uh young now, women uh, i don't know i don't know, I don't know. Fuck I, you but i I think my penis might. <laughs> I've heard uh, some people talk about what ha- things that happen in the movie, and I don't know if I should spoil it or not. Uh, no, don't, but no, there, no, I say yeah. don't. But there's something like that happens, <laughs> from what I'm told, from people that have like I guess read the script or something that like is so stupid. And yeah. the movie, the tra- the trailer makes it out like this movie's going to be so stupid. Uh, yeah, the trailer does look very stupid. Uh, there, there's something that. But it could be funny I have in that a glimmer, kind of 90s. Yeah. Like. like, I have a glimmer of hope. Yeah, like, I wrote that, too. Like, uh, I have a glimmer of hope that it's... That the thing that he's trying to ape now, or the thing that he's trying to, um, to kind of, like, pay homage to, is that kind of goofy 90s like super slick like unlawful entry yeah. or or you know anything with <laughs> Madeline Stowe uh which I would be game for but it the, so would I the trailer, if somebody did it exactly yeah, right and yeah and the trailer just seems like I'm going to put my Eli Roth this goes to 11 douchebaggery on it cuz yeah. it's just like it's screaming at you the whole trailer yeah 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 it, and the there, line there wasn't are a lot about the trailer that made me that made me excited yeah yeah but yeah what Keanu, a, what a boring week, you know. Yeah. Well, for news, <laughs> sorry, we kind of left you hanging there. Yeah, I yeah. I didn't, I didn't know, didn't know if there's more go. news, and I'm like, I feel like I'm pushing into what did we watch? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I watched a lot of stuff. I, I, I think got we might stuff, as well. Yeah. I don't see the trailer for that uh, Fox series, Scream Queens, came out, oh. and watch uh, American Horror Story, and you've seen this. Yeah, so sure. That's all you got to do. Uh-huh. Uh, did you guys see the trailer just super quick yeah. for uh, that Pan movie? Uh, no. Peter Pan, the new Peter Pan no, thing? No, no, no. I don't care about Peter Pan. It's never been a big thing for no, me. No, no. It's pretty silly. Uh, yeah. Uh, I saw this trailer. It looks fucking great. Yeah, yeah it's Joe uh, Wright. Who directed yeah, it? Uh. It's Joe Wright. And, and I mean, the direction was not the problem with Anna Karenina. It was the source material. Uh-huh. Uh, the direction is actually quite beautiful. And, uh, and this movie looks like just... A uh, fucking shit ton of just childhood wonder. Yeah, yeah, huh. yeah. Well, I loved Hannah. Uh, yeah. I still haven't seen that. So oh, good. Man. Watch yeah. that movie. So good. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Um, All right, so that's something. so. What did we watch? Let's do it. Yeah. Somebody, somebody started up. All right. uh, well, I didn't watch anything. 
Okay. okay. Uh, no, I watched a couple things, but I won't say <laughs> Well, we all watched Cool as Ice last night real quickly. That's right. Oh. Video Vengeance. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, you Maybe guys. the best Video Vengeance ever. Yeah. It was. The fucking crowd was... Uh, they showed up. Yeah. yeah. And yelled. So much yelling. I loved it, though. I yeah. love that so much. It was that's good the whole yelling. Point. I want uh, that. That's what, last night was what I fucking want vi- yeah, video yeah. Yeah, to be. For sure. Just it's people getting good. drunk and not yelling at vanilla and just ice. Yelling at vanilla <laughs> ice. If we could just get vanilla ice to stand on a stage uh, and just have people hurl into um, it. I don't know if the people at home, if you've seen vanilla ice's. Uh, Fine motion picture yeah. debut. You need uh, to cool as ice. Just add ice. Yeah, I don't know what that means. To what? Uh, <laughs> to, uh, to uh, sleeping teenage girl. Yeah, yeah, apparently that's the weirdest. Oh yeah, and he, he like he everything that he does in that movie and everything that he is and stands for screams sexual predator. Oh my god. Yeah, he's like bright, like like running around the side of her house and climbing up the window yeah, and shit, breaks like, in all the time. Once. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you've but never I don't know seen what genre that. it's supposed to be. All it's of so the many genres. genres. Yeah. Yeah. Really but, weird. And so many genres that you would not expect. No, to no. Oh yeah. man, what a delight. I've watched that movie like a lot of times because uh I was in a blockbuster video in high school one day and it was in the bargain bin for like four ninety nine <laughs> and uh my buddy Diggs bought it. Yeah. And we then we watched it every weekend for <laughs> the rest of high school. Yeah. yeah. I had some friends that, that were obsessed with how bad it was in high school, but yeah. I had didn't see it until yeah. uh like a, a month ago. Yeah. Yeah. It is something else. Yeah. That, wonderful. Is a, that is a colossal bad movie. Yeah. Yeah. You have it's to watch hard it. Hard to beat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's simultaneously uh so entertaining and so boring. Oh. <laughs> like, yeah, but when it's, it's boring, shocking. it turns yeah. into a music video. So you're like, all right. Yeah, <laughs> like, even the boring parts are so outlandish that you're just like, why did you take her on a date just to chase her through a half-built yeah. house? <laughs> it's, again, a very sexual predator thing to do. Yeah. You know? yeah. Looks like a great place to leave a body. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. and she or is. find a tied-up kid later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Oh, my God. Yeah, so um, you have to watch that if you've never seen it. Yeah, yeah it's bonkers. What uh, What Super did you good. watch this week? Uh, let's see. Let's start. Well, let's get it right out of the way. Try not to over talk about it because I know we we did a great time last week. But I saw Mad Max yes. Fury Road. Yeah, uh, in the movie theaters yes. right after we recorded. Right immediately. Yeah. like I went straight to the theater from recording. And again, uh, there was a lot uh, weighing on it for me, being such a gigantic Mad Max fan my whole life. And you had just heard the two of us go yeah. fucking nuts all over. It. Yeah, true. And I really did like zone out a lot during your thing because I was trying not to hear too much. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> and I was just like, <clears throat> uh, so it, you know, go check it out. New actor playing Max, but George Miller coming back, and so and uh, it was you know maybe the best trailer in the last five years or something. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. You know? yeah. So you know there was a lot of uh, hype and expectation, and uh, all met. Like, mm-hmm. I was just over the moon with all kinds of. The, the movie on its own, I feel like it lives on its own outside of the series, but it completely falls in line with the series. There's all these little throwback things. Yeah. That I was like, oh, I know why you did that. You know? <laughs> and just this tiny stuff. But And it didn't matter. It's, it's either you know what it is or you don't, or it works completely. That's how, what was brilliant about it is all these little throwback things worked completely perfectly as either uh, eye candy or plot devices yeah. in this yeah. movie. Right. So, uh, it, just a masterstroke by yeah. George Miller. And just and cool things that I'm watching it. And I'm looking at the bad guy, Morton Joe, and I'm looking at his eyes, and I'm like, 
fuck me, is that the toe cutter? Is that the fucking toe cutter? And then I got <laughs> out of the movie theater and looked at him as the fucking actor who played the fucking toe cutter yeah. in Mad Max. I'm like, totally. get the fuck out of town. <laughs> I will marry you right now, George Miller. <laughs> Holy shit, that movie. And I, if, if you haven't seen it yet, see it on the big screen. It's absolutely. Yeah. something else. I, I, I'm kicking myself that I haven't been able to get back to watch it. In I know, the I want to. Oh, I'm yeah. going again. I'm definitely yeah. going again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, want I need to, to go again, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy yeah, I, to think that he's sev- he's like 70 years old, over 70, yeah, isn't he? I know. And right? he's made like this the fucking amazing movie. movie. Yeah, made <laughs> Not that you can't be old and make that kind of a movie, but no, it is but like another level of impressive. Yeah, I am. Fucking the guitar guy. Just the whole concept of that. Every time, Every time it rolled into frame, I was like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And I don't know. I remember which one of you used the exact phrasing of "show don't tell" and how strong that is for storytelling, particularly yeah. this kind of movie. And there's just so many things that you look at that are so unique and thought provoking, and just stay with you as powerful images without overall ex- explanations. This is just the world, you know. Yeah. yeah, it's the same thing. That's why Road Warrior works so well. Like I don't give a fuck. Who, what the background is on the fucking Ayatollah of rock and roller, the humongous, yeah. you know? I just know that he is a fucking gigantic man with a uh, steel <laughs> hockey mask on, and he wants us to just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> That's good enough for me. Yeah. You know? Uh, I, I and it just it's just cements the it, as a, a diehard fan of those old movies. This did nothing but just inflate my love of them, and then just have a so happy with what they could do with more. You know, yeah. Never, yeah. They, have, they have no one's ever pulled something like this off with a, a, a franchise this old. You know? Yeah, unbelievable. I'm yeah. just yeah. over the moon about it. It's, it's crazy. It's hey, fucking Charlize Theron, man. Yeah, what? she doesn't <sighs> like. She's barely there in her performance, and it's the fucking perfect measure. Oh, my God. Her eyes. Just yeah. Fucking yeah. So much going on. Yeah. It's oh, insane. that was a, a master class of fucking badass acting. Yeah. 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 It's crazy to think about his career and how not I like I don't want to say underappreciated because he has been appreciated for years. Yeah. But when I've never seen the Happy Feet films, but I've seen no. all I saw of one his, of them. Uh, I don't remember why. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I have seen both Babe movies, and he directed both you Babe had, movies. You had sad feet, and you were looking for a <laughs> yeah. yeah like, I need a Happy Feet. I was like, I gotta cheer these fellas up. <laughs> yeah, but he's had to like that's a crazy career to think that he went from Mad Max to Road Warrior Which to is like ba- yeah, yeah. To then but like to Babe and Babe, yeah. and those movies are fucking amazing. Oh. If you've oh, never seen Babe, Pig in the City, that is a fucking phenomenal so Both film. Both of those movies are fantastic. Yeah. So, that pig is in the city. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's he doing there? It's just like, but all of his movies have a real strong visual stamp, but not in a way that's like, you know, I don't know, super personalized. Like, I don't, there's just something about the way that he shoots movies mm-hmm. that works. Doesn't It doesn't matter if it's Babe or if it's Fury Road. Like, you can look at that and be like... He understands the mechanics of storytelling on so many levels. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, with such a such big gaps. Yeah, because he's only got like fifteen movies under his belt. Mm-hmm. He's been making films since nineteen seventy. You know, well, yeah, big months since seventy nine. I guess. So it's not really a whole lot. Um, but with Tom Hardy signed on for three more mm-hmm. Mad Max movies, and the next one already has a title, The Wastelands. Yeah, uh, is it based on an existing property? It, well, no, no. This is all just in his head, and it's yeah. crazy. You, you uh, Gorman, you shared those the concept art yeah. from when they wanted to make Fury Road in '97, and it's all there. Yeah. The look of it, the story, like it's yeah. like he's uh, it, it's so clear to him what he wants to do with these things that you know he just sat on this thing that w- would have worked then and it works even better now, which is great. But I think he's got he's got this thing mapped out in his head with Max 
and his world. That, yeah. I mean, as long as as long as George Miller is active in these things, and I think he has to be behind the lens. Uh, I, yeah. I just don't see it going wrong. I, yeah. I, I have no, I, there's nothing else that I would have more faith in than him handling more Mad Max stuff, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's a tall order to beat this, though, for everything that this movie does for action fans, for, uh, you know, post-apocalyptic, uh, you know, 80s movies junkies, and for uh, filmmakers who are trying to make strong female characters and for audiences who need them desperately now. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really going to be hard, hard to and beat not, this movie because it does just, everything right. Not just women. No. Like, it's not just women that yeah. need strong... No, no, I mean strong film audiences yeah. across yeah. the board. Like, People, society needs mm-hmm. strong female uh, yes. characters. And he, out of the park with Furios. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm. But not cool. just Furiosa. That's the no. thing. All of the women in this movie are, like, crazy strong, but not in a, like, okay, well, like, not not in a male-dominant yeah. way. Like, mm-hmm. Or in a way uh, that you can tell, like, oh, this is just, like, a male's vision of what, like, a quote-unquote strong female yeah. character has yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah, like, it's not. Uh, anyway, I don't know. Yeah. We, yeah. we like went off on this. Before, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, super good if you're a dummy who hasn't seen this movie yet. Quit yeah. being a dummy, dummy. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah quit, <laughs> totally. Quit wasting your shitty life, you <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> um, I saw a movie that I want to talk about called Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. I really wanted to see that. Saw an advanced screening of it. This movie comes out, I think, next month, and it's directed by Alfonso Gomez Rion. He did the... Town that dreaded sundown remake, and he's done a lot of stuff with did American Horror that? Story. I did. Yeah, see you that. didn't. You didn't like it. It's not very good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, that's not, why you didn't like. It's it. not awful, yeah. but it's not very good. Right. Um, but like, I didn't. Uh, American Horror Story. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this movie is a lot like um, the Fault in Our Stars. It's like a movie about a teenager, and he's like kind of. It, it, this, he differs in this one because he's kind of like not a social outcast, but like is kind of like he just floats through life, you know, not being friends with any of the cliques, but being on okay terms with all the cliques so that he can get along through high school. And he, somebody that he is kind of acquaintances with comes down with cancer and, and she uh, they become kind of friends. And he has another friend that he makes like movies with. And so it's just a coming of age movie. And, and yeah, it shares the whole kind of like disease in a friend and what's going to happen. Are they are these people going to fall in love or not? But it, it handles everything so amazingly. And the cinematography in this movie is fucking phenomenal. And it's super funny. And I fucking got so close to Niagara Falls at the end of this movie. Mm-hmm. Like I thought like, yeah, like just... You're, you you're, you 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 turned your microphone off, Casey. That's why this is because yeah. I'm very emphatic right now. <laughs> uh, no, like you you were like I went and saw this movie, and then the next thing you wrote was Niagara Falls, and I'm yeah. like, all right, he went and saw it at Niagara Falls. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I said it like said it like Niagara Falls, Frankie yeah, yeah. Angel. Yeah, you no. meant, you meant it in the Bucks, Buster Poindexter. Yeah, right, right. no, because like this movie, I I thought that I had gotten. Because they, they, there's a whole lot of stuff in the hospital, and and like I think, okay, this is the stuff that's going to hit me, and it didn't like, so I'm safe. I'm through the woods here, and the movie totally pulled the rug out under me, and has like a major, awesome sort of like re- emotional reveal, not like a twist or anything, but just like where all of a sudden the movie's just like, nope, here you go, 
cry away, you motherfucker. Like, <laughs> and, and here you go, you fucking baby. It's just a really it, it's it's a it's a lot like Fault in Our Stars in that it has that kind of tearjerker thing, but it's a little bit more earned here. It's funny, like the the two main characters they do these like they make their own personal like spoofs of Criterion films. So it has all this classic movie referencing, mm. which I was worried about at first, but it's really funny. Yeah. Um, there was one part where they're kind of like in a in a store with movies and records and stuff, and I found the camera was actually pulling focus to like um, like movie posters on the wall and records and stuff to the point where it was focusing away from the characters. I was like, okay, we get it. Like you're referencing these things, but other than that, like it's really funny. All the references are great, and fucking uh, the guy who plays Earl is so so funny. Yeah. And I can't stress enough that this is a super super good movie. Yeah. Uh, that people should be checking out, and I it's, can't wait it's just it. really wonderful. Yeah, and the cin- like the the cinematography in and and direction in Town the Dreaded Sundown was way too much, and here it, it's just right because yeah. he does twist the camera around a lot and do a lot of kind of like Wes Anderson-y like things, but here it works because it's driving the story and it's driving comedic moments. And in the uh, Town the Dreaded Sundown thing, it was just like look at me, <laughs> 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 yeah. So it works here, and yeah, I fucking I came so close to crying. I was yeah. like, oh, "Here yeah. they come!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. it's really, really, really good. Not to get back to Mad Max, but I had a couple moments in Mad Max where I uh, came pretty close to Willie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I want to see that. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's definitely definitely one to check out when it comes out next month. Yeah, nice. yeah. fucking. Nice. What else do you watch? I uh, I watched you? Uh, part of a movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> I watched about three quarters of a movie that I hadn't seen for the longest time, and I always wanted to see it, but it just kind of kept passing me by. Watched about three quarters of the movie Pan's Labyrinth. Okay. Oh. Yeah. 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 That was a boring movie. <laughs> oh, really? oh really? Yeah. I did not uh, did not care for that movie. Huh. Uh, it, I think it's one of those uh, things where at the time I should have seen it. Yeah, because I think I would have been very blown away by uh, by not only the use of the special effects that were available at the time, uh-huh. but the um, the mix of the of the CGI with practical effects uh-huh. and how uh, responsibly the the CGI was used and everything. Yeah, it just doesn't look very good. And, uh, oh, huh. and I've only I, seen it the one time. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember thinking it looked pretty great. Eh, eh, nah, not yeah. that great. I do I remember just, when I saw I liked it a lot, but I didn't think it was quite the revelation that people made it well, out to see, be. Well, see, this is the thing. Like, I feel like uh, I'm like, okay, I understand the parallels that you're making here, and mm-hmm. I understand that uh, that you're telling these two sort of concurrent stories. And uh, but but I'm like, but big deal. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, it's is it not, a movie whose reputation then? I guess in the years that it followed since it came out has kind of like oversold it do you think uh, uh no because i don't think that i i, I went in expecting okay. that much like i i don't think i went in like going like this is going to be the yeah. best fucking thing ever i just and it wasn't bad like i don't think it's a bad movie mm-hmm. it just didn't affect me in in one way or the other like right. to the point where um the reason that we stopped watching it wasn't because i wanted to turn it off it was just because i was like i'm getting a little sleepy and um, I would rather sleep right now yeah. than finish this movie. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, yeah, uh, I could have made the concerted effort to stay awake, but I was just like, "No, nah, sleep would be better than finishing this." Yeah, yeah, it I happens. Don't I don't. Jeez, uh, it's been too long. It's been so many years since I saw it. So I don't. I, I but I feel like you should maybe finish it. Uh, do I just tie it in a little bit better for you? You know. But I. But again, maybe, I. Now, but I really liked it. What, I just didn't what think I saw, it was. I don't the, think I ever will. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. 
Yeah, I just yeah. I, I, I I've got other stuff. It's, it's true. <laughs> it's crazy yeah. how <laughs> like there, there's a billion other movies yeah. that where I want to see the ending. Mm-hmm. That's the crazy thing. Like thinking about all the fucking stuff that you want to get to. Like yeah. not even movies. Like oh, like TV shows and oh, like a video games and stuff yeah. that I want to like. And even things like oh, I want to revisit old games or revisit old movies. Like and you want to have time for that. Just like it's, fuck, man, it's piling it's up. The older I get, this the fun more stuff is becoming harder and harder to do. Like the the older I get, the more bummed out I get when I when I think about a movie that I always wanted to see. And then I think realistically, I'll probably never see that movie. Yeah. And, and, and like the older I get, the more I'm like. That's really sad. Yeah, <laughs> no, totally. That, that that I realistically will probably never see that movie. And yeah, I could, but I yeah. probably won't. And um, such is life. And uh, <laughs> that is the ennui of Casey. Lyon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst fucking thing that happens in my life. <laughs> Jesus. Jeez. <laughs> White people problems. <laughs> my right guys. Um, I fucking hate that. God, I hate that term. Well, okay, so you're uh, basically correct. Uh, <laughs> essentially correct. Uh, essentially correct. <laughs> I wouldn't have worded it that way, but uh, essentially the point. <laughs> what uh, else did you watch? Uh, one thing, I here, I got to see if, uh, maybe this isn't as stupid as I think it is, but I think it's pretty stupid. <laughs> I watched the, I've been watching this uh, cooking show with Athena, who's in Greece right now, so hello, dear wife. Yeah. Uh, I hope everything is nice in Greece. Yeah, uh, I hope everything is nice and greasy. Yeah, <laughs> she's Keep uh, it greasy. probably sitting on a beach right now listening to this. Oh man, pretty good. Oh man, yeah. Watch out, shark! <laughs> <laughs> Do they have sharks? No, no, no. They don't have sharks. No, no. Just kidding, Athena. There wasn't a shark. <laughs> um, yeah, we were watching this cooking show. Uh, what on, show? On uh, Food Network. We have, we watch a lot of Chopped. Yeah, it's great. I like Chopped. So it's I'm like a big same. Food Network guy. What's Chopped? Yeah. What's that? Huh? Chopped is like uh, they bring in four different chefs and they have to make a uh, an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert. And yeah. each course they cut somebody out. And uh, but and they give and you, you the but ingredients. they get like these mystery. They, you 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 don't know what your ingredients are going to be. You open this box and you've got four things in it, and they're yeah. and, then, and they're I'm, weird. I don't know. I cook a lot of like, things, so I'm like, "What the fuck do you do with yeah. any of that?" Isn't that like that's basically little, like the Iron Chef? Is that sort what they of? Do? But Iron Chef just has the one mystery okay. thing, yeah. whereas you just like this okay, will open be like box, yeah. make something out of uh, peanut butter and yeah. anchovies and pickles and mustard uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Wonder Bread, make and a uh, bread. disgusting sandwich. <laughs> uh, definitely not the sandwich from Cool as yeah. Ice. <laughs> you just described the Cool as Ice sandwich. Amazing. Um, so yeah, Chopped is very entertaining. It's a good cooking show. As soon show. as you said peanut butter, I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm gonna keep, keep rolling with this yeah, yeah. pineapple. Yeah. Uh, so the show, but so uh, we watched all the Chopped that was on Netflix, and so she's been. I didn't watch all of this, but she started watching one called. Uh, Oh, what is it? Uh, I don't know. Chef's table? Next Food Network star or yeah, something like yeah. that. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Okay. I watch a lot of Food yeah. Network programming. It's good programming. <laughs> so this is like a it's a reality show, and the winner gets to host their own show yeah. on the Food Network. And so I only caught little bits of it and stuff like that, and like some of the people were just, just awful. <laughs> and I was like, why are I don't understand. So bad at talking to the camera and stuff like that. And a very little of it was out about actual cooking, so I really didn't pay attention. Yeah. yeah. But there was this one thing that really bothered me is I would kind of pop in and catch a little bit here and there. There's one guy. Okay, so, you know, when somebody they're, when they're talking to the camera about their shit, 
or what's a, what they're feeling about whatever moment yeah. in the competition, it has their name at the bottom of the screen and then, like, what type of cook they are or what type of <laughs> chef they are, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, so I, pastry yeah, right. chef or sous chef yeah. or fucking pizza Pretty good chef. chef or whatever the fuck. Very well, this chef. one guy, his title underneath is underground chef. Yeah. I'm like, what does that mean? That's amazing. I don't, I don't cook by the rules, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm cooking with garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even cook food. No, no. Clothing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, shirt. Was he like, was he like one of those guys? Cooker. And then who, do it all on the ground. It's like a new, like, new modern, like, young chef, and they need to have, like, a cool name for him. Yeah. yeah. Underground I, chef, though. Yeah. It's just like, fuck off. Yeah, man. I know. Does that just mean he has more arm tattoos than everybody? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because at this point, I'm pretty have sure. have a mohawk. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Fucking shocking. Yeah. yeah. It, it just, I was like, come on, you got to think of something better than underground chef. Yeah. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. There's a, have you seen the, the Food Network reality show that's hosted, uh, it's like a game show hosted by Alton Brown, it's like, like there's like a twist to it where they have money and they can buy like certain like bonus items and one of them can be like this person doesn't have a knife for the next round or like this person has to like use this like bike smoothie maker to make their like thing or like really oh, weird like no. punishment things no What's a bike it's smoothie it's a good one i'll try and figure out the name of it <laughs> It's just basically like, oh, instead of using this can opener, you need to use this machete or like weird, like, like speed bumps. <laughs> See, I like sure. that. Yeah, that yeah, I think yeah, I would right. watch. Yeah. yeah. That uh, sounds like underground cooking. Yeah. 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 Anytime I go. You try and make a sandwich while I punch you in the face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that far off from that. <laughs> this challenge is called Knuckle Sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Food Network beautiful. programming yeah. is my go to. Like, I'm at home visiting my parents. Parents, yeah. I'm gonna put that on, or like storage wars, or some shit. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I feel like uh, I have this staunch uh, uh, anti-reality show uh, s- like s- personal ethos, and I'm like, I I can't watch it. I don't yeah. ever want to watch yeah. it because it, it it like, and it's not because I have like I'm like, oh, I don't watch reality television. Yeah. I would watch it if it didn't make me so angry. Yeah, yeah. But well, it that's makes why me angry I watch Chop because it's the pretense it just... that I'm watching anything close to reality yeah. and that they're pulling one over on me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't deal with that. No, it's the but worst. The, well, the, like what you're talking about, like, like Chopped or, yeah. or, 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 or Storage There's no or recurring people. It's it, just four people show up and three of them leave and, and one person a, wins at the end. Yeah. There's, yeah. A next, film, next there's a point to filming it. It's a game show. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, and but that people I cook totally things that I'm like, hey, cool. Yeah. Yeah. You made right. uh, something out of that uh, animal's head. Uh, yeah. Alright, well now I'm not as on board as maybe I was. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so I feel like I just paint the whole thing with such a broad brush mm. uh, that I just end up going. Eh, I just don't have any time for it. Yeah, well, unless, unless it's on the Food Network, it's all generally crap. I can't watch anything else. Yeah, you have you guys ever seen clips of this show? I'm gonna blank on the name. It's like a tow truck show, and it's on a network <laughs> called True TV or something. No. Yeah, and no, I've I've heard of it though. I'll find clips. Tow truck show. It's like about literally. Like a, it's about tow truck guys. It's like about going and so yeah, they to go and they t- and they tow trucks, but or uh, they tow cars and stuff. But it is one of the most ridiculously like obviously scripted things. Like there's like where they stage things. Like they stage someone getting hit by a car. Or they stay and it and it's all so obviously not real in any yeah. way that it becomes so hyper cartoonish yeah. that yeah. it's actually like super funny just to watch the clips of it yeah but is that the is that the intent is the intent like is it um i think there's that's probably part of the show is that it's 
is, is that it staged or are they trying to pull it off like it's actually because that's the thing that bothers me the most that's the thing that i find insulting. i think me. they have given up trying to pull it off but they are still framing it as if it's a reality show but they have gone so far into like we need interesting things where like people jump back in the car and then speed away and they get into a chase and it's like this is not real <laughs> there's no like they just have yeah, just yeah. had to well find they're ways. like I've, they're probably they probably don't care to try exactly. that hard because they're like win-win either a bunch of stoned college kids are gonna exactly. think it's hilarious yeah, either it's clearly not real and then there's the other half of the people who are fucking stupid enough to think exactly. it's real that, that's yeah. the thing they're selling it as straight up entertainment and they're selling it as irony and that's the thing that i don't like about it that's the thing that i find very disingenuous and i yeah. find it really unfair to america because like Canada, we have our we have say yes to the dress Canada, and it's <laughs> yeah. okay. I get Come it. Come dine with we me, wear, Canada. Yeah, like uh, it's it's the uh, American version, but not as good. And with winter boots on, I get <laughs> it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but it, it it just makes me mad for Americans because I'm like this is this is what your country thinks you are, yeah. and that's so mean. Yeah. Uh, oh, it just bothers it's me. A huge no end. bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I watched clips of it and I laughed though. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe, maybe one day I'll get off my goddamn high horse and start enjoying the world as it's meant to be. <laughs> um, yeah, I, don't know. I saw other things, but what yeah. did you watch? Anybody else I, see some stuff? I watched super quick. I watched a horror movie that I had bought on Blu-ray a while ago and never got around to called Without Warning. And this uh, stars Martin Landau, Jack Palance, David Caruso's in there. Oh. It's from the early 80s. Oh. It's basically like if you took a, like early 80s slasher, like 1981 or two, um, and instead of having like a slasher dude running around, you had like an alien. So it was kind of Go like on. Predator. Uh, <laughs> but You have my attention. Yeah, people say it's like a slasher meets Predator, but it's not... Um, slasher. It's actually it's directed by the guy that made Wacko, I believe, Grady oh. Clark, and Joysticks. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's like, it's a fun weekend kind of movie. It's not great, but the alien throws these little discs that are like these little organic discs. He goes... <laughs> And they like hit land on you and then and then suck your blood and shit. Oh yeah, pretty cool. First What's of all, this called without warning. Yeah. What a strange <laughs> cast for that to be happening. Yeah, and uh, two. Don't tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm definitely picturing David Caruso as the alien, but in no makeup at all. Uh, it's just David Caruso, <laughs> oh. and I'm totally believing him as the alien. <laughs> He's That's, too pale to be a real man. Yeah, <laughs> He's not in it a lot, but he wears a lot of super short shorts. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, blue. Um, <laughs> all right, look at that poster. Too. Yeah, it's oh, a good man. poster. I want to see this. Yeah, yeah it's that actually, does look amazing. It's yeah. actually 1980. That right poster on. is fucking phenomenal. It's a really so good. good poster. Yeah, but it's not a really good movie. But it moment. is a very easy to watch film, yeah, and it's I pretty like fun. <laughs> um, and it is kind of like just a pr- like um, Jack Palance and Martin Landau were in a movie a couple years later called Alone in the Dark, which is actually really cool too. Super fun. So it's one of those. This they're both kind of those movies where it's like, oh, these people are here classing up this piece of garbage. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it's worth a watch. It was a little. It was a fun one. Yeah. Won't blow you away. The if you once you've seen the alien throw the little organic disc on a guy one time, you were like, you know, they're going to do this like eight more times. But yeah. it's still, it's fun every time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. And you can always see the little, uh, the little like string that it's on. Why? Do- yes. <laughs> Why does the disc suck your blood? It's like. <laughs> It's like a weird little organic like disc thing, and then on the on the bottom are like toothy like like 
mouth things, and then oh, it's like a it's like a little alien itself. Yeah, and oh, then okay. like it jumps, it like sticks on you, and then these little tentacles come out and dig into your skin for no reason other than that. It looks well, does cool. it kill you or take you over? Or? I don't think it takes you over. No? I think it just, just kills like you. mildly irritating. Like yeah. Ahead. Then they, there's a lot of <laughs> scenes. That, stop business. it, Caruso. There's a lot of scenes where. Um, it's where just people got are David Caruso's cu- little face on it. <laughs> 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 it's got a lot of scenes where they're like, where they land on people and then they cut them off with like a knife before it gets, before it's too late, kind of thing. Too late yeah. for what? I don't, I don't know. know. I think happen. you just die. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. If it's on you long enough, I think you just die. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's worth a, it's worth a watch if you like that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, I yeah, do like that kind of I thing. Do. I'll, uh, I'll bring the the Blu-ray and it's got a DVD too. You can both borrow it. Ooh. Ooh. Very nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Will fight. So what Who else? Yeah. Uh, I other than that, I've really just been watching season two of uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, yeah, and, me too. Uh, uh, I always start out going, "Eh, this show's kind of mediocre," and then I always end oh, up going, man. "I fucking love this show. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. I adore that show. And it's it's. I think Andy Samberg is pretty great. Yep. Uh, but it's. Fully the supporting cast. Oh yeah, Joe Latrillo is so fantastic. Yeah. But the Terry thing Cruz. is, the fir- yeah, Terry Crews is like Terry Crews and Andre Brower. I think yeah. are that show for Fuck me yeah, for sure. Um, but Joe Latrillo is amazing, yeah. and uh, and you you know obviously uh, uh, by uh, Gina Chelsea Wy- Peretti. Uh, yeah, Chelsea yeah. Peretti. Obviously, she's amazing. Yeah. Uh, the first season, I didn't care for Melissa. Mera, I guess her name is. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't care that much for her, but this second season, she's doing sort of the same thing. It's a little bit heightened, it's sharper, but yeah. it's <laughs> fucking amazing. Like, yeah. I don't know what happened with her, but yeah. she's fucking hilarious in the second season. Yeah, I like her. Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, uh, that's all I've been watching, guys. Yeah. Mm. Anything else? I yeah. got nothing else. I got I got a couple things, and I'll kind of breeze through. From, okay. Uh, just speaking of not very good, but really easy to watch. I've been watching some crap movies too. Yeah. After you've turned me on, I got back into the swing of that with uh, Light Blast. Yeah, which was so good. So I watched this Brandon Lee movie called Laser Mission. Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've always wanted to get that on VHS because yeah. I've heard it's really good. But every it's, time I find it on tape, it's like one of those like good times home video, like super light, doesn't you know, like shitty art like yeah. re-releases. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just terrible. Yeah, but really funny. Like, I've heard the that's the go-to is, one of his. Oh like, yeah, yeah, because yeah, his he's really acting his ass off in it <laughs> in all kinds of weird ways. Like he's really pushing for some stuff. And it's Laser confusing. mission. Laser mission. Yeah, oh w- which God. features dialogue like it appears the Soviets are on some kind of laser mission. <laughs> <laughs> that it's such a banal title. I fell asleep halfway through the title. Yeah, the, I remember the, the the cover was always him going like. Yeah. With his fist in his hand, right? Like, here I am. I think ready it's the, for same, a laser the same pose as the cover of Rapid Fire. Oh yeah, I totally. think it's just like do that thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny though. There's a, for a movie called Laser Mission. There is almost no lasers in this movie. Oh man, which is a bummer. But uh, but there's always light blasts. Well, yeah, to there, be fair, they didn't really promise, bad acting. They didn't promise lasers. They no. promised a laser, the laser mission. Yeah. The mission well, is so the good. It's laser, laser sharp yeah. wit yeah. of uh, the screenwriters. Yeah, is what's come through because there are some quips. Yeah, movie's full of quips. So that's a really funny, terrible movie. It is on YouTube in its entirety. I will definitely watch that. Then what tickled me to no end was I watched a, mo- a Lorenzo Mission Lamas movie Laser called Town. Mask of Death. Yeah, I want to hear about this. Lorenzo Lamas plays the good guy and the bad guy in this movie. <laughs> and, uh, he's, so uh, what's going to happen is the good guy, him, the cop, is going to get shot in the face and, and going to need 
plastic surgery so he can look like the bad guy who was killed in the process so he can infiltrate the underground. Right. So bad Lorenzo Lamas basically looks like Lorenzo Lamas but with like some caps on his teeth. And then <laughs> top good guy Lorenzo Lamas before the accident happens is just Lorenzo Lamas with this ridiculous prosthetic nose, fake mustache, and mullet wig. And I laughed out loud every moment he was on screen like this because it's even for 1996, which this movie is from, this makeup is ridiculous. Yeah. A high school theater production has better makeup than this. It's, oh, it was, it's, the whole movie's not great, but it, and what, Radong Chong is his partner in it, so yeah, you got and that And Billy D. Williams is in there. But just, had you not told me that, I would have assumed Radong Chong was in this movie. <laughs> It's worth. It's on Netflix. I don't remember which region I was on, but it's on the states or Canada Netflix. Uh, just watch the at least the first half an hour, so you can get yeah. as much Lorenzo Lamas with his fake mustache and mullet and nose. It's so wonderful. <laughs> I love that the cover's got the like nineties. Like we put a quote on here, but it doesn't. It's not from anyone. It just says like explosive nonstop action, uh-huh. and it kind of looks like you like a um, dust till dawn cover, but yeah, maybe yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> explosive nonstop action said somebody affiliated with the movie <laughs> who had to think of something to say. <laughs> and Lorenzo Lamas has the the most nineties ponytail in yeah. this movie and dress here on the cover. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty nice. Explosive um, nonstop action says Liongate's copywriter. <laughs> <laughs> Liongate copywriter says. Explosive nonstop action says Lorenzo Lamas. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the real movie I watched uh, at home, and I'm kind of throwing it in at the end. How dare I don't you know insult that? How much? I'm <laughs> saying not real. <laughs> uh, I thought I'd end up talking about this more, but I don't really think I will. Uh, I saw Interstellar. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, what did you think of Interstellar? You I, watched it at home. I did watch yeah. it at home, uh, and uh, yeah, it looks good. It's a really nice looking film because no one knows how to, to yeah get some uh, pretty images up there. But boy, I just just underwhelmed entirely yeah. by that movie. It's. I, I don't think it was a bad. No, movie, I was but involved I think... the whole way through. But then when it was over, I'm like, okay. It's a. Yeah. It's a very empty movie. Yeah. It just. It, I didn't feel like it was. I don't know if it wasn't. Just to, I enough didn't, just, was. I didn't feel the real threat of anything. No, and the the message of it was like a little light too. And I was kind of like, I don't really. I saw. I mean, it feels like this big fucking space epic, but yeah. I just it just didn't have the. It doesn't know, tie it things have, together. It didn't land. It just, yeah. it just didn't fit. And I, it was a pretty good performance from McConaughey. I thought it was mm-hmm. fine in it. The uh, robots are sweet. Yeah, I fucking loved those robots. Yeah. So it's a cool idea. So there was so much oh, it yeah, had going robots, for it. Right. Oh fuck, they were so neat. And it just it looked great, but it just it just yeah, nothing. Yeah. It didn't feel anything. Just a sterile experience. And it was exhausting. It was long. Yeah. Or felt longer than it really I, was. I didn't mind how long it was in the theaters because it yeah, had that kind of like I noticed odd, how long it was. Yeah, but it felt okay because it had that kind of weird stillness that works well on the big screen. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, you're like yeah. You, at the end of the movie, I was like, well, I enjoyed some of that, and I yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't know what to take for away from it overall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the ending felt really weird. Mm-hmm. Just like I don't know. I didn't care for the. Uh, yeah, it just would have been a letdown. Yeah, you know, I and I knew that people weren't too hot on this movie, that it was, or it, at least it was a very uh, uh, divisive reaction. Yeah, but I, I expected to like it more because I'm a pretty, I'm very forgiving of big space epics. I'm a big fan <laughs> of them, you know. So I thought I'd get more into this, but I just, 
I don't know. It just yeah. didn't really have it for me. I was very uh, disappointed. Very disappointed. Yeah. Like, yeah. It doesn't suck, but it just... No, you know, no. No, it's just I whatever. I certainly expected more from Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Maybe it, that's what it is, you know? It was more than... Because, like, I was underwhelmed by the trailers. Like, I, I was like... Yeah, we were stoked on them. Yeah, I and, that. Then, yeah. And, and I was like, yeah, this this isn't doing anything for me. Yeah. And the movie did more for me than the trailers so did, weird. but the trailers set up exactly what I would be disappointed about. Okay, because mm-hmm. for me, that when I saw those trailers, I was like, oh man, this like story about him having to leave his daughter like feels so emotionally oh, like raw in the yeah, trailer, and in then the tra- when, in, the, in, in the, the movie, movie it's not. It's not really. Not at all. There's some good moments, but they don't really pay it off. No, no. They don't. Either they don't build up right or they don't land. Like, it's just all, you know. You know what I would say? Watch Contact instead. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm serious about that. Contact (laughs) has uh, that crazy shot in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. A lot of people don't like Contact. I like Contact. I like a lot I know, of content. I know, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know what's wrong with content, yeah. but I don't give a shit. Yeah, I like it, and I yeah. did. I like. I did. I had no problem with the ending. Okay, I had no problem with the ending. Yeah. of Contact. <laughs> well, if you've never seen Contact, go out and listen. Yeah, yeah, it's better than Interstellar. Go out and watch it and see what you think of the ending. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen Contact, go watch Interstellar and know that it's better. <laughs> <laughs> go watch Contact and then back it up with uh, The Arrival and have yourself a 90s space <laughs> night. I like The Arrival. I like The Arrival too, man. <laughs> I'm Their watch- knees are backwards. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Sheen in Gross Knees. Yeah. What's wrong with those knees? Literally, <laughs> the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of Arrival is, those knees are yucky. Yeah. And the movie's not bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, on yucky knees, yeah. let's segue into film roulette. Okay. Um, let's do it. Film Roulette is our weekly segment where the three of us roll a die and the two high rollers get to go see something good. This week, Casey and Greg went and saw Tomorrowland and the loser has to go and see something bad. This week, we paired Tomorrowland up with Baby Geniuses. I had to stay home and watch that. But the loser gets to give the winners an album to listen an album to listen to for the rest of the week. We are listening to Smash Mouth at the hands of Greg from last week, and then we'll roll for movies and we'll find out what album I get to give these guys since I had to watch Baby Geniuses. And then, uh, yeah, that's how we play. Yeah. So yep. you guys got to go see Tomorrowland, uh, the new film from Brad Bird, uh, co-written by himself and Damon Lindelof, starring George Clooney, Britt Robertson, Hugh Laurie. Uh, tons of other people in mm-hmm. here as well. Judy Greer. Um, and uh, IMDb describes a Wait, synopsis. What? what? Uh, Judy Greer's on this thing. What? As what? As mom. What? What? Judy Greer as mom. No. Says right here on Tomorrowland 2015, no. No, directed Brad by not. Brad Bird. Yep. No. Scenes were cut, I assume. Then. Yep. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's what happened. Yeah. Is there a voice at any point of somebody that maybe was no. off no. camera? Okay. Definitely not. Well, uh, IMDb, you're on blast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> IMDb describes the synopsis of this film as a man becomes a bat to fight crime. Oh, you're on blast again, IMDb. <laughs> no. Uh, bound by shared destiny, a teen bursting with scientific curiosity, and a former boy genius invent- ad- inventor embark on a mission to unearth the secrets of a place somewhere in time and space that exists in their collective memory. Uh, I was dying to see this movie. Really upset that I didn't get to. Yeah. And then have been witnessing some some f- not super polarizing. I think the general consensus on uh, on Rotten Tomatoes is that it's in the gr- in the green or at least on Metacritic. But mm-hmm. I I did witness some 
some yammering back and forth on Facebook between people that saw this and is it good or is it bad? And uh, I'm really excited to hear about it. And also super disappointed that I didn't get to go see it. I'm super disappointed that you didn't get to go see this movie either because, I well, first off, I knew how excited you were to see yeah. it. Uh, so I felt bad for you that you didn't <laughs> get to go. But also, I mean, we'll get into maybe the whys and stuff like that, but I was very... I I'd be I'm, I really want to know what your take okay. on this movie is specifically. Yeah. All right, but anyway, so not today. To not today. <laughs> I'll, today. I'll let you know what uh, know Baby Geniuses is like. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. I also wanted to know specifically <laughs> what, what you, you guys <laughs> babies that are geniuses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Tomorrowland, get into it. Yeah, Tomorrowland. <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie. Uh-huh. It happens in front of you, uh-huh. and then. It stops happening, and then you go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The end. Well, I this movie is so nothing. Like, uh, like I, I have I. It's not. I, it's not bad. No, no, uh, it isn't bad. It's not anything. No, that's I not. Can't that's not think true. Of anything to say about this movie? I can't. I think. Uh, I think I'm this movie is all right. I there were some things about it that I really did like quite a bit. There's concepts about it that yes. I like. I think what this movie has to say or is trying to say, I think, is great. I think it flat out says it in one scene, and yeah. I think that that there's like uh, three minutes of dialogue that sums up this whole movie. And had they just charged me the money to say that, I would have been like. Well, that's an interesting point, yeah. and it would have saved me. Uh, first of all, the hassle of having to see that goddamn main kid overact. She is uh, god awful. I don't really, mind her. I she think she's okay. Is the worst. I think like, she's okay. doing what you need to do in this kind of movie. I, I think what Brad Bird was trying to do is, I think what he was doing is trying to make one of those classic live action Disney yeah. movies. Yes, absolutely. Where uh, you know where it's uh, the kids and they have to uh, team up with the, like, and the kids are all idealistic and they're all like, we're Disney kids and they're and they got to uh, uh, yeah. team up with a grumpy man and a grumpy man is a an actor who's just a little bit past prime. And, uh, uh, and they've got to go on a big adventure and do a big thing. And he uses the um, effects and everything very s- sparingly mm-hmm. um, to the point where it really does feel like... Uh, I don't know why I always want to... Um, what's the movie with Elliot Gould where there's like the devil and shit? Uh, the Devil and Elliot Gould or something. <laughs> uh, that or like Darby <laughs> O'Gill and the Little People. Like those, you know, the, those kind of classic live action. Uh, yeah. uh, it, 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 and, and I think that they really tried to do that. The Devil and Max Devlin, yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, which I used to love when I was a kid. Um, and, and I think that it, it totally fails at that. Because I feel like it, it feels like a movie that happens around something really cool, yeah. but never does anything. But cool. I think this movie is great for kids. I think like the, the, I was in a very full theater for this, and people were into this movie. Yeah, they were laughing quite a bit. It got applause at the end. Huh. The kids. That I've were heard a there, few people say that there was applause at the end of their screenings. Yeah, like, yeah. There was like a lot of people clapped at the yeah. end of Tomorrowland, and uh, and the kids who were there were just right the fuck into it. Yeah. And I think this is a good. I think that's what that's what I thought this movie was good at. It's like I think it has a nice thing for kids to think about, or maybe have ingrained somewhere in the back of their heads about you know what wolf to feed. You know. Yeah. And I, th- <laughs> I thought it moved at a pace or whatever that was good for. Okay, there's a big, big fucking lull. I got bored out of my fucking mind, and I 
had just taken Athena to the airport to go to Greece, and I had been, like not a lot, not enough yeah. sleep, and I'm like, and I'm struggling to stay awake in the movie yeah. at a chunk of time. So, considering how tired I was that I didn't hate this thing or think it sucked, I was like, yeah, there's something here, and I wish I was watching it like with a five year old. Yeah, like, what do you think of this? And I'd like to see what a kid thought of this movie because this isn't really an adult film. This is the other thing I came away from is like this, the way this moves, the way the dialogue works, yeah. and how the pitch at which people are speaking. This is. Not really an adult's movie, and that's fine. Well, it's okay. So it's an interesting juxtaposition against a trailer that we both saw. Yes. Uh, 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 before before the movie, which is the trailer for the new uh, Pixar film Inside yeah. Out. Yeah. Right? Uh, which <laughs> which deals with the complex emotions and moods of a girl and her changing body. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess I don't know. I guess, no, that's a, yeah. We you and I were talking about this last night. That's, yeah. That is some high concept. Yeah. Kids movie I've seen, animated it's, it's craziness. The, t- the teaser. I saw a couple of the teaser trailers and I was like, I'm kind of excited for this movie because it looks like really interesting. Yeah. But of, it's like because you have all the different like emotional centers. Yeah, operating as individuals, it's like a Herman's head. Yeah, of, um, yeah, right. of, of emotions inside of, uh, of the kid's mind, but they fuck up and they change a memory for the kid, and then the kid becomes irrevocably depressed. And I'm like, I don't, want, I don't know if I want to watch a, a cheery animated movie where the kid's emotions completely mentally fracture her. Like I'm not. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to watch. <laughs> part of me. Part of Maybe me is handled delightfully. But, well, yeah. But part of me can thinks... fall apart from the inside. Yeah. That's part, always know? been the Pixar thing: is that they is that they don't talk down to kids. And yeah. That's I could the see... really nice thing. But at the same time, it's like, uh, but there's a level. I yeah. Think. I don't, you don't want a movie to be like, hey, hey, kid. Do you want to know why you're all dead inside? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> well, you know, you have so much childhood uh, wonder and 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 like this this really beautiful outlook on the world because it's all so new to you, and uh, you'll get bored. Well, you'll get bored. <laughs> I do think, and, and I, there will be nothing. I, I don't. I haven't read um, much about what specific, how far specifically the movie is going to tackle those things, but I do think there is space in the world for a movie for children that does address like some people are yeah. depressed and that's like something that happens and maybe this movie will tackle it well and, and i of, haven't yeah of, <laughs> but of i could see the, that working you know of course the the end result of a pixar movie isn't going to be a uh, you know, morally ambiguous, yeah. or like, uh, or not morally ambiguous, but like, a, yeah, yeah. A, a general haze of like, well, uh, yeah, I don't know what to do with that information. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as a child, yeah, <laughs> there's going to be like a nice kind of like choose to be happy kind of a like, no matter how you feel kind of thing, you can fight against that. You know, feed a wolf some sunshine cake or whatever. Uh, mm. But yeah, this movie and this movie, I think, it feels too pandering or too um uh n- not the uh, uh no tomorrowland tomorrowland yeah it feels too easy i don't know but well, it sounds it's light like- fair this is the thing is the movie itself is a light adventure that uh, frankly doesn't really get to the adventure fast enough or in or, an interesting enough way yeah you know i mean i know that the whole getting to tomorrowland is the really the adventure but just watching uh, some people drive around in a pickup is not really a great movie it's terrible unless one of them's a monkey uh <laughs> 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 which, which to be fair, George Clooney plays a pretty convincing monkey pretty in this monkey. movie. But yeah, uh, but I, I, I don't know. I, there was, there was, there were themes and yeah. archetypes in this movie that I could totally get behind. Sure, and I liked the ending. 
uh, a lot. I really enjoyed the action sequence of the end, and I liked some of the dialogue at the end. And I liked the little uh, the girl. She was great. Yeah, the the little the young Athena. Girl. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The that kid that actress yeah. is fantastic. And totally, she'll be the new you know uh, 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 Fanning or whatever. Sure, like sure. she'll be the the like that that new thing. I think. Yeah. Um, the rest of the kids in this movie, I thought. Uh, like honestly felt like they were in that kind of gee whiz gung ho kind of uh, mm. Disney movie but yeah. uh, but uh, I think that irritated me when I was a kid it, it irritates yeah, yeah. me now sure fair enough so yeah it's uh, but yeah Dan Gorman I desperately want to know what you think of this movie yeah and how I want to see it because uh, yeah again uh, there was stuff I took away from it that I really enjoyed it is too long it's got a it's got a just a empty pit in the middle of it yeah um, but I'm surprised, honestly. Brad Brad Bird, I, uh, yeah, um, a little bit of a misfire. Not entirely, like movie, but a little bit. For for a movie that's so about like you know, you can have this crazy great imagination and this great outlook, and you can like this movie has so little imagination. Um, yeah, I so I don't without I guess getting but, too yeah, crazy into spoilers. My so my question to you guys and i i'm i'm okay with some spoilers but maybe not crazy spoilers for the listeners but i the one the the dialogue around this movie that i've been hearing um about the themes and about what it's saying um and i've seen this seems to be what the what is the most divisive about the movie is that some people are leveling a criticism at what this movie is saying and say, and 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 claiming that Tomorrowland approaches like Ayn Randian levels of like oh, yeah, I've heard that, that stuff, I and I've heard yeah, people say uh, that's not fair, and I've heard people say that's what I'm taking away from it. Yeah, because I've heard again and again the point of Tomorrowland is that only special people are in it, and get out if you're not special. And is that something to say to kids? And I'm wondering what is that actually what the movie's saying? I, I, I know, yeah. What I don't, are, I, yeah. I, as soon as I read that, I'm like, no, no. Yeah. I, Come I on, think man. That, I, I think that's a really uh, uh, simplistic interpretation of what the movie is saying. Okay. And what the movie is saying is so simple anyway. I think that anybody who compares it to, to like a, a an Ayn Rand kind of a thing yeah. is reaching. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a real okay. reach for, for to say something. It sounds like something somebody trying to say something thought provoking yeah uh because it's because you're uh, clearly missing an easy to grasp point yeah, yeah. okay yeah, very because yeah. i heard like all that stuff and i was like oh no what is this movie gonna be like i now i'm real worried about yeah. it um yeah. no i i i mean <laughs> but that's i mean brad brad bird certainly does have that in his films like his yeah. like uh you know only special people can be special kind of thing it was actually it's one of the weird things that i found about the incredibles yeah um and people are people are saying that like like building a case against brad bird through the incredibles in this and i've always found that to be a very weird uh, message in the incredibles uh but then that message sort of gets responsibly resolved i think yeah and in this movie it also does yeah. uh, but just to a much less intriguing or interesting effect yeah yeah, yeah it's just uh, the and the good stuff in it just doesn't get far enough into the good, I found. Because it really had me in a couple of scenes, but didn't fucking nail it. But I feel yeah. like it's possible this could be a movie that might age for some people well. Again, for okay. young people who are seeing this movie, this one might stick around uh, and be a flawed thing that people hold on to. You yeah. Know, they go back yeah. to, like, oh, I know that you know it, it wasn't successful at the time, or people didn't go, go for it at the time, but in, like, 10, 15 year, years from now, you know, People in college are going to be like, no, Tomorrowland was my shit when I was a kid. You know, like, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. And I hope. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And I get that, and I hope, and I, I can only it, hope that for this movie. I mean, it's the best thing it can have going for it, you know? It, and it is a really great message. And, it is. And, uh, and hopefully it saves a kid or two. Sure. Um, and I'll, I'll show it to my kid when, yep. when uh, uh, you know, when she's old enough. And, and like you say, like, maybe... Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just for kid. Maybe it's just like a secret little uh, message for the kids mm-hmm. to, to to kind of like uh, uh, deal with, and and that's fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. Just for me as a as a moviegoer, I don't see movies like that yet, and yeah. I probably will. I'll probably start to see movies a little bit differently. Yeah. When B gets a little bit older and starts to see, uh, you know, starts to get what movies are and, and yeah, how they yeah. work. Uh, but yeah, for now I just watch it as a cold, unfeeling adult. <laughs> <laughs> and this one didn't grab me. <laughs> uh huh. All right. Well, what if you watched it like seven cold, unfeeling babies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I try to watch everything like seven cold, unfeeling babies, but baby geniuses. Uh, b- oh. By the way, oh guys, God. I don't usually like to do this, but that is a great band name. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Baby Geniuses. Yeah, come on, uh, Baby My Genius From 1999, uh, directed by Bob Clark, starring Kathleen Turner, Christopher Lloyd, and Kim Cattrall, um, Peter McNichol, Dom mm. DeLuise. Jesus. Peter McNichol. Oh, yeah, yeah right. Um, I like Peter McNichol. IMDb yeah. describes the synopsis of this film as scientist hold, scientist hold talking super intelligent babies captive. But things take a turn for the worse when a mix-up occurs between a baby genius and its twin. A little spoiler there. A little uh, spelling error there, I mean. Scientist hold. There's more than one. There should be an S on there. Huh? IMDb's on blast today. Oh, my God. Over oh, and over man. again. Um, you are all up in IMDb's business. I know. Today. Get him, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Send an email. So, okay. Uh, Kathleen Turner and Christopher Lloyd play two of the evil scientists, uh, Dr. Alina Kinder and Dr. Heap. Um, and they are you basically the gist of this movie is that they are using like babies that are geniuses to like study so that they can fund some babies theme. that are stupid. It's like no, they're using <laughs> super baby geniuses to okay. like. Are these babies just they just happen to be? Are okay. they made to be geniuses? I'll let you know. Okay. Um, but they're using so these questions. genius babies to like do like fund their like theme park, which is run by their company called Baby Co. And they have a theme park called <laughs> <What>? Joy World. <laughs> called what? Joy World. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they're u- um, wait, they're using the babies to fund to the something. babies. Also, I don't. There's money. okay. There's gonna be a lot of questions. <laughs> Are they millionaire genius babies? There's gonna be a lot of questions I can't answer <laughs> <laughs> because the film didn't give me the answers. Uh, 
Um, so basically what they've done is they have been doing research and they've figured out that when you're a baby, you know endless amounts of like knowledge of whatever and they can all talk to each other using their baby like gibberish voices that we can't understand uh-huh. and then once you hit like a that certain... actually leads into that uh, uh secret life of babies uh, documentary that I yeah saw. and and once they hit a certain age as a baby they forget all of the super genius stuff and then just learn our our stuff yeah um uh-huh. So, shit. yeah, okay. Wikipedia describes that what I'm trying to describe as um, they think that they find out that babies are born possessing vast universal knowledge and speak a secret yet impossible to translate baby pre language called baby talk. At age two to three, however, the Good knowledge name. and language are lost as the babies cross over by learning how to speak our language. Uh, so they're being raised in like an underground research facility with Christopher Lord and, Kath- and Kathleen Turner. Christopher Lloyd shows up at the beginning of this movie and then like at the end and is pretty much not there for the whole movie. Probably worked like a week and like got a ching paycheck. Yeah. Um, so there's one toddler named like Sylvester and the movie opens with him like trying to, to the movie opens like like you didn't know you just went into a movie theater or rented or watched out at home a movie called Baby Geniuses because they do that thing where it's like, ooh, it's kind of like a spy movie and I don't know who the spy is because it's POV shots low to the ground and oh wait, it's a reveal, it's a baby and it's like we all know. Yeah. We paid our tickets or we rented it or whatever. You kn- You don't need to try and be coy about like oh, we're opening on a facility and it's an action scene, but it's a baby. It's like, fuck you. Um, And throughout this whole movie, it's scary, bizarre, the way the kids, like, look and move their mouth. Because the first time that they ever used CGI to, like, move uh, the baby's mouth. I don't like how that looks. It looks weird. Yeah, I remember remember you used to see that on, like, commercials. Yeah. And and, uh, it's never looked right. Yeah. Yeah, No. No. Um, no good. It's too uh, like flappy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, although, although it is a step up from a talking cat, <laughs> yeah, which just uses a little. It's just a little black hole. Yeah, moving up and directly down. underneath the cat's mouth yeah. every once in a while. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like idiots! Yeah. Don't even know where cats' mouths are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that movie should have just been called a cat. <laughs> What's a cat? Yeah. Where's the cat's mouth? <laughs> <laughs> What's a <laughs> so oh, this Sylvester kid tries to get out a bunch of times and they're like, Man, he's super smart. Um and then uh Kim Cattrall is like I think related to uh Kathleen Turner somehow. They have some kind of like seems like a sibling rivalry, but I can't really pin down if they were related or not because I was mostly watching be, this, mil- be sexual this movie. Tension. Um but she's like she always does this. Dur, 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 dur. But she has her own like research like not research facility but like baby facility that's like the wholesome one and Kathleen Turner's is the oh, evil she's corporate the hero. one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Kind of. Um so yeah, Sylvester tries to get out a bunch. He eventually does get out by uh, jumping into like a dirty diaper, like uh, <laughs> like you know how in movies when they get out using the laundry, using a dirty diaper, totally. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you that know, old trick. In I've, a done, movie I've done that at work. Where more someone's than once. breaking out of like a of a jail and they like <laughs> jump in the laundry and get under all the dirty clothes and then they like transfer that into a truck or whatever. That happens yeah. in a million movies. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it's like diapers and the and this is the first of many utterances of a baby saying something about diaper gravy. 
because the, <laughs> oh, the baby's like, God, oh. You didn't have to say it. They say it like eight times. <laughs> that is disgusting. The baby is like, oh, no, diaper gravy. And then he gets uh, in it. And then he gets covered in shit. Uh, and, uh, and goes outside and, like, I don't know, gets harassed by a bum at some point. I don't what? remember. <laughs> He's in an alleyway at some point, and a bum is like, what the fuck, or something. Uh, <laughs> um. So he gets out and goes to like the um like in it goes to a mall and and somehow runs into his twin that's like a, a normal baby I guess. There's a like there's a baby swap and this movie doesn't happen until an hour into it and it's a 97 minute film. Uh and they put that right up there in the in the synopsis and that shit does not come until like the movie's like way over half over. Okay. All right. Um so Sylvester and Wit share a telepathic bond but uh have no, but apparently according to Wikipedia have no idea of each other's existence. Um, so they get switched and Wit gets taken back to the research facility. Sylvester goes home so to the mother, confused. Kim yeah. Cattrall. You've got to slow down for a second. I have a lot of stuff I need yeah, to know. There's, a, there's so many questions. I'm not going to be able to answer your questions because I don't even remember this. This is things that I'm trying to read off of on like Wikipedia. The, the babies, the ba- first of all, the babies are super genius babies yeah. because babies are just super genius. And they've discovered it. Yes. They, okay. So they're just born that way. These babies weren't like tampered with. Uh, the... Um, um, there is like some kind of like uh, treatment that they're doing to make them even more smart. Okay, so they are from the baseline, like smart. genetically modified babies. I in guess some kind of something. Way? Train. I think they're they're basically train? like training them to do to be to, to be pull even off smarter. Action stunts. Yeah, not even. There's not no? much action stunts. Okay, well, no. okay. the is most action pro- stunts that are in this movie is that like. They do little baby kung fu once yeah, in a like while. Yeah, like they can do little yeah. flippies every once in a while. They don't flip, really, not <laughs> much. Flippies. No flippies. No, there's a lot of kicking and punching and people getting thrown like yeah. a baby hit them. So, yeah, okay, so they can do these things. Yeah, a little, but a there's little. not a lot of action. Well, but listen. Uh, but wait, the babies are throwing people? Are they super strong, too? Yeah. Well, they like if they kick or punch a guy, they'll cut to a shot of them going like, whoa, through the air a little once so in a while. So then you think so, that- Babies are super strong because even if they I don't do want a little. That's a lot more than most babies. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't want to brag, but I bet I could beat up a baby. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd go. I would. I will bet anybody money. You yeah. bring me your baby, I will beat. Well, it up. here's the thing. <laughs> To clear up all of your questions, okay. this movie is called Baby Geniuses. Yep. Uh, none of them seem to be geniuses because okay. when they talk to each other, they just talk in stupid jokes and like insult comedy, and then <laughs> like they're insulting each other and like saying shit like diaper gravy. Like this is the level of like smarts that they are using, a, even though apparently they're like the most brilliant beings ever. And it for whatever be reason, open mic night. Yeah, and for whatever reason, they can punch and kick people, and it apparently affects them pretty well. They'd never explain. If they have been like, it's babies who can do high school improv. Yeah, yeah. They never explain (laughs) if they've been like. It's it's babies who need a place and an action. Yeah, Yeah. they never explain and some ball kicking. If they've been weight training or if they've been running or what or how they got strong, they never explain that. So I can't explain that. Uh, okay, so let's get back to where. So the smart uh, one and the dumb are... one get switched. The d- the smart one goes home to Kim Cattrall's place, where what's his name from Ghostbusters Two is there. What's his the guy? Oh, Peter McNichol. Yeah, Peter McNichol or or Vigo. No, uh, oh, Peter okay. McNichol, and so or the Scolari brothers. He for some reason can kind of remember the language, so he thinks like, oh, I'm pick. I swear that that the baby just said this word, but. I don't know. It's just this weird word I remember. And it's like, I don't care about any of this. Um, Okay, so apparently... Okay, wait. 
I'm going to try and clear up some stuff about Kathleen Turner and Kim Cattrall here using Wikipedia. Wit, uh, so the guards from the evil research facility capture Wit, the non-smart baby, mistaking him for Sylvester, the smart baby, and take him back to Kathleen Turner's research facility while Sylvester is taken home by Wit's adopted mother, Robin Kim Cattrall. So, uh, who is Dr. Kinder's niece? So, Kathleen Turner's niece is Kim Cattrall. Okay. Uh-huh. So, they are related. <laughs> Aren't they roughly the same age? <laughs> so, apparently, yeah. After the evil uh, Kathleen Turner and the six other baby geniuses are shocked that Wit and Sylvester switch places because the babies know, but the adults don't really, I don't I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, well, no. She knows and tries to go find them. Uh, it's really stupid. Uh, there's a... There's a, a bunch of scenes in the Joyland amusement park where there's like robots, but the robots are all just people in costumes pretending to be like vert, 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 like walking. Yes. Not oh. selling it at all. Oh, I do right one, on. one of which uh. is a big, big baby that at the beginning of the movie, like like six foot, seven foot tall baby outfit pretending to be a robot. Um, and at the Wait beginning. Okay, listen. So at the beginning, I'm going to explain. At the beginning of the movie, in Joyland, they reveal that there's a big robot baby walking around, which is in real life just a guy in a big baby suit okay. pretending to be a robot. Okay, was the germ. It was a giant baby no. pretending to be a robot. Or, or, it's a guy in a baby suit. Or a giant robot pretending to be a guy. It's a guy in a baby suit, and they can control him uh, from the control tower, and then oh. they can say things in a microphone. I'm still not robot. 100% on this, but all right, whatever I'm you trying say. to. I, I would like to picture this, though. Uh, is it a giant, ba- like a real baby that they've just made look giant? Oh, no, or it's an outfit. It's clearly it's an like out- an, it's out- an outfit. A baby yeah. outfit. Okay. It's a baby outfit with a full-grown human inside of it. What is? <laughs> and okay. they can control is it, like it. A, like a te- like a like if there was a sports team called the Babies, would it be yes. like a mascot? Like and that it kind looks of- frightening. Yeah, it is so scary. <laughs> if there was a sports team called the Babies. Yes. <laughs> look, I want to understand this. I want to apply this to my reality. <laughs> if there was a sports team called the Babies. All right. Yeah. So anyway, there's a lot of stuff where they like uh like take that baby or like control it at the end of the movie and it's frightening. It the looks the giant one. The giant one. It. it looks scary as shit. Yeah. It has like a dead eye face and it and the voice that you can talk through the microphone is like rah, rah, rah. it's like not a oh, cute like a baby. baby. Yeah. It's like hello. It's like not a fun voice. There's gravy in my pan. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this movie goes on forever. There's like literally no plot. It's just like by the time the swap comes around, it's like how are they going to get it back and destroy the evil guy? So um, eventually the babies reveal the 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 smart baby that got switched somehow reveals to the family because the uh, guy from Ghostbusters 2 can finally understand and is like, oh, they've been switched and they're doing evil things to this baby. we got to go stop them. Uh, and they somehow get the bad uh, Kathleen Turner arrested by the police or something. Uh, there's some dumb stuff. at the. It, honestly, I don't know where to go from here. It just literally just kind of ends. It's like uh-huh. yeah. there's no... It, it, like it, it, it's not a switch movie from the beginning. So when it becomes a switch movie, you're like, I don't care. That's just something that. That's happens. just something that happens. Yeah. And then there's no real like, oh no, isn't it funny that the the dumb babies in the research lab or like, there's nothing comes of it. Right. It's just like, I guess we have to get our other baby back. And then like, I guess our baby's super smart somehow. And now we need to find the real baby. That's our actual baby. And. The genius babies are just dumb, and they say stupid things the whole movie. None of it is funny, yeah. and the whole experience was painful. 
It was awful. Yeah. It was so not funny, and it was so hard to believe that this movie was written and directed and edited and scored, and they struck prints of it, and they sent those prints to theaters, and people came in their cars and bought tickets and walked into the movie theater and watched all of it mm-hmm. and then got out of the theater and went home and were like, I've made good choices with my life. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then demanded a sequel. Then a sequel, yeah. 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 I don't understand it. I don't understand how it could get sequels. It has six on like Metacritic from Ooh. the time. Oh, so. I thought you meant six sequels. I'm like, what? No. <laughs> Although I wouldn't be surprised because yeah. I imagine people would just love fucking shitty. It's like they made a million Airbud. Shitty babies. They made a million Airbud movies. People love diaper grapes. People love <laughs> shitty baby movies. Yeah. They love shitty dog movies, and I think apparently be, they'll buy them. I think it'd be great if they did make six of them, but they used like the same babies throughout the whole. Th- but like by the sixth one, they were like teenagers. Yeah, but they were still doing that. Weird CGI mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. And had like other Amazing. people voicing. That would be so them. good. I would watch the hell yes. out of this. Yeah. Um. I don't understand why they were using babies to make the theme park. I don't know if if it was an evil theme. P- I don't know anything <laughs> about that. And I watched it. We have to assume it was an evil theme park. Like uh-huh. they're using it to make it like a crate. I don't know what the point of it was. Well, oh, it sounds... I, I'm so happy with all of this. Yeah. It was awful. I'm yeah. not. <laughs> I'm glad I never have to watch that. Because no. I've seen I've seen the trailers, and, and I've thought, this looks like a train wreck that would yeah. be fun to rip on. Oh, oh. I'm glad I don't have to watch it. Now. There's a scene where the smart baby is like trying to get clothes, and then he ends up getting the clothes that is the same clothes as the baby that he gets switched with. I wanted to kill myself. Anyway. <laughs> um, so there's a scene where he's like trying on clothes and it's that like what a wacky thing and then they do like, like a montage yeah right. and they do mm. like scenes of him like dancing and he puts on like rap clothes quote unquote and then he's like yo 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 I'm a baby and I'm wearing rapper clothes and you're like this is not funny <laughs> yo 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 babies can be racist too yeah exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> And then he puts on like the white suit and Staying Alive comes on and he starts doing the Staying Alive dance. Yeah. But they've seen it's there's a there's the last thing I want to talk about with this movie is there's a bunch of scenes where they're clearly using um, smaller people. Oh, yeah. Or right. of uh, like some like I don't know if yeah, it's no, like I a medical it. thing or what, <laughs> but they're using the smallest Midgets people they dwarves. could find right. yeah. and and then are CGIing the baby's head on. Oh, fucking So yeah. there's a scene where he's doing the, the dance insulting. and his head is like not right because it, it's like CGI'd on. The skin color doesn't like match. And then there's also scene like there's a lot of insert shots of like hand baby hands doing things and you're like, that's not a baby's uh, hand. And yeah. I can tell. <laughs> and it's, I don't like it. Yeah, yes. that's really that's really creepy and Super insulting. Creepy like and insulting. saying like for inserts of hands and stuff saying, uh, your hands look enough like a baby." Yeah, hands. totally. And yeah. it's totally weird. That's and there's gross. things that like just uh, like nothing makes sense. Like the kid can the kid like is trying to break out of something so he makes a little like tape player to like hear the noises of a code, but then he just punches the code in and then he uses the tape player just to shoot someone. And you're like, "You didn't <laughs> You didn't show me that wow. you were building a, like a laser gun. You showed me you were building like a listening device, and then he just shot a like camera with it. And he's like, "Oh, lights out to the security camera." And I was like, "But you built a listening device. You didn't yeah. build a gun." Well, yeah. But hey, listen, Dan, you're not a baby genius. Uh, I know. You're just like a normal baby. Greg, don't you limit him? Yeah. Sorry. 
I, someday I'm going to grow up to be a baby genius. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so don't see this movie. Oh, man. Um, and I'm mad that I saw this movie. Yep. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah. Me happy I feel like we're going to get uh, some sort of a shitty <laughs> retribution. Maybe. Well, before we get to the retribution. Tell me all about it. Let's talk about what we had to listen to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg, yep. you were going to give us, uh, you couldn't figure out what to give us. And then Casey. Then Casey said the word smash mouth. And yeah. I went. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I accidentally Thank said you. Smash Mouth. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I knew somehow, because I had came into the episode with nothing planned, trying to figure out what to do, and I'm like, it'll become clear to me at some point. And then, yeah. yes, thankfully, Casey said Smash Mouth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're welcome, everyone. Um, <laughs> now, before you start getting ideas that this is like classic Smash Mouth, like yeah. the golden age of no. Smash Mouth, like back when Smash Mouth was like... The hip and underground. Yeah, <laughs> uh, when they were just is... like a third wave, a really shitty third wave ska band that decided to be like. Oh, a, were they a ska band? Yeah, they were, were they? like a third wave ska band oh, that just decided. Bro, bro, bro. Yeah, decided to be like a pop band. <laughs> it was a lot like they their career trajectory is a lot like uh, uh, Sugar Ray, where it was like we were like not a respectable version of something where yeah. Smash Mouth was kind of like an aggressive band but if you actually go listen to it it's like no you were still a shitty like pop yeah. band that just kind of were metal see I kind of see their that their their trajectory is a lot more like uh, say like a breakfast cereal <laughs> <laughs> where they were uh, fabricated and then put on the shelves so yeah. that people could easily well, digest but like they were fabri- their sugary goodness they were fabricated and then shit them out <laughs> and their flame shirts yeah but the <laughs> early the early fabrication was attempting to stand in something that was like okay third wave ska is like let's get all the third wave ska bands but we'll get the ones that are going to sell out and this yeah, they were that, one that of are the, gonna, that are going to play ball yeah. i bet this fat ass will play ball yeah like like smash mouth and sugar ray were bands that like Tried to be legitimate, but were so game to play ball that they sold out like a, like right away. Yeah, yeah. And, which is <laughs> which is how you get uh, um, you know the the front men of these bands say uh, becoming uh, a game show host. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Mark McGrath is allergic to credibility. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh yeah. Like he was like, uh, uh, you mean I get to do a duet with Shania Twain? <laughs> uh, like I feel like Smash Mouth and Sugar Ray are some of the bands like because there's not a, I don't think there's actually a lot of bands that you can actually say were legitimate sellouts or like legitimately were like I, I've I been hate the I hate the because it's a sellout. shitty term it's just because yeah. so many bands went on major labels and just did what they did anyway and yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. sell and got dropped yeah. and it's like they didn't yeah. sell out like no. Green Day no, were always you know going to be the monkeys were a fucking fabricated thing that were that like all of their songs were written yeah they were like. Th- and, and, and you know, dumb hipsters and shit like today are, are like, who the monkeys are like this, blah, blah, because it has like a certain ironic presence now. But I mean, like some bands were fabricated yeah, and the music yeah. they made was made to be easily yeah. digestible. It just happens to be fun to digest yeah. that. And music. some yeah. bands were hey, just last a- train to Clarksville is a great. Tune. I That's love a that. fantastic yeah. song. Yeah, man. And some uh, the bands- monkeys had a couple of songs I loved. Yeah, totally. Mickey Dolans could sing his ass off. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And some bands were just part of uh, like Davy Jones was adorable. <laughs> <laughs> but like some bands were a part of genres that got popular and a number of bands in these genres that got popular were going to just be like, okay, give me money. Oh, you want me to write a song and we'll have a rapper on the verse? Then I'll do that now. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh. like that, you know, but so. like that's, I, I don't hate that that exists and, and, and it like, well, man, those guys are fucking sellouts. Yeah. No, they just wanted to make money doing a thing. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like some like people do this fucking for a living. Do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. And good on them that they did. Yeah. It just so happens that that, that music sucks. is, is 
is just some total bullshit. Now, but whatever, because there are kids who, who yeah. love it. That's where totally. they get off the train. They get off the train at easily digestible pop. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is well, fine. It was Smet. Was that Walking on the Sun? That was their first one. Was uh, that from their first album? Like, were, or were they like a band that did things before that? I yeah, think or that was Chumba Wamba. No, <laughs> I think or like fucking Sugar Ray at the very least before Fly and stuff like that were that, were kind of. Mean aggressive, machine, mean machine. they're yeah, trying, yeah. which is terrible. But no, no, I at least it was like, yeah, they were like, we're we're the legitimate punks. I, I don't know. Or at least that, like, I mean, they the, thought I think they, they were fancied yeah. themselves legitimate yeah. punks until somebody told them that Mark McGrath was good enough, good looking enough to to. Uh, <laughs> You know, to to make palatable right. music. Um, so I believe the first. Oh no, smash, no, it is the first. It's one. on their first album, but yeah. I believe it was like they were still like trying to do some ska stuff, but they were right. also kind of throwing in the like throwback organ sound. Yeah, the real, and uh, that was the hit. So from then on, it was like, well, then we'll just go there now yeah. forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say the nicest thing I can say about Smash Mouth. I'm going to try and open it up with the nicest thing I can say about Smash Mouth is I want to like some of the things that they're trying to do but I never do because they're garbage and they're all <laughs> shit but but when you hear that like they're they're trying to do like okay we're a pop band but we're playing with like new wave texture like not texture but like they have that one organ sound that like sounds yeah. like a new wave song yeah and they're trying to be like we're just a pop band but we you know we throw back to like oh what like a fun song like the car and it's like I want to know I want to like their intentions but their intentions are still somehow wrong, and everything that they did is pretty shit. Yeah, they... Like, listening to this album, there was a couple times on this album where I was like, I think this guy listened to a little bit of Elvis Costello. Oh, fucking 100%. Um, and, and I was like, oh, but he, God bless him, he got it all wrong. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. But uh, listening to this album for me was a lot like watching the movie Maggie that we watched. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Schwarzenegger. Yeah, it was like... Uh, because, he, you know... Uh, Guy Fieri, the, the singer, uh, was. Uh, oh, by the oh, way, by way, he mentions. Yeah, interesting, interesting side note. Uh, this guy, like, he's lost all the weight. Like, apparently, he's like a, a thinner fellow now. Oh, the, yeah. the lead singer. Yeah. Uh, and I was telling you this last night. He has a cookbook out. Yeah. Now, and the cookbook is with Guy Fieri. Yeah. Because I think because the universe willed it to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, but yeah, so every once in a while, this guy kind of overreaches and goes like, "I'm going to put in uh, a little chord progression that's a little more grown up." Mm-hmm. I mean, most of it is very sugary oh, and forgettable. For sure. mm-hmm. But then every once in a while, he'll do something that's just just this side of like, mm, "That was a little bit more of a mature musician yeah. thing to do." But it seems like the whole time, like he's like, "Are you enjoying my adult song? <laughs> <laughs> my song is very grown up now." Well, it's like. <laughs> Um, I heard somebody say about Maggie on the horror podcast Killer POV. It's like this movie. People that really don't watch zombie movies are gonna watch this and be like, "What a cool take on this genre." Yeah, and and I think that those things on this album. So people like, who don't really listen to terrible. Beach well, music. somebody that has never <laughs> like somebody that has never heard like much Elvis Costello or knows anything yeah. about that genre of music is gonna hear that little like like organ thing yeah. and be like, "Oh, what a cool little organ sound!" Exactly. Like that sounds like. And new wave music and they'll be very impressed that that they noticed something like that and this all sounds extremely uh uh, condescending and i don't mean it to be condescending because there's certain things in in culture that that i 
am privy only to the poser view of it, uh, and I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I like those levels of, of the certain things that I don't want to get too deep into. Yeah. And there are people that just don't want to get too deep into music, but every once in a while, they want to feel proud of themselves for noticing something in, in a song that was a little bit out of the ordinary. And this album has a couple of those things, couple but again, things. they're they're very much couched in, in syrupy... Yeah. Uh, what I would call some syrupy bullshit. I feel like the closest that this album came to... Good for them. Yeah, the closest it came to, like, a pop song almost working in the constraints of, like, just making this kind of a pop song was the title track where it's just like, okay, it's a relationship song, and he's talking about magic, and, like, now you see or now you don't, or whatever kind of, like, lyric stuff. And the song wasn't so offensive, and the, 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 the melody was just enough of a catchy hook to like they do like the like and then they reprise it at the end and i was like okay i can understand how this song functions as a pop song that lands on the radio and you go huh that was a like that's a song <laughs> yeah like, that's like the best i could give it yeah like i was like this doesn't make me want to barf but it's not good none of it made <laughs> me want to barf except yeah. there's uh i can't remember what it's called there's a sort of a ballady one a slower that was one pretty bad and <laughs> the, guy, the way he sings yeah. uh, s- like slow songs is uh, bad, it bad, sounds yeah. like he's throwing up a little bit and the Justin Bieber song that uh, that song actually bothered me not uh, not because I don't even know what he was trying to say in that but it was because that's where I started to go like okay this guy's listened to a little bit of Elvis Costello yeah. because uh, he rips off a song specifically um, or, or uses kind of uh, a vocal line that mirrors an Elvis Costello. I can't even remember what song yeah. it is now. No, but, I hated that song. But because it doesn't feel like he's ripping it off directly. It feels like it's a song that he'd heard. Yeah. And then he sort of, because he he's not good at coming up with his own melodies, yeah. uh, he just sort of like subconsciously ripped something off. Yeah. <laughs> I... I I hated that song because it 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 starts as like you think it's just going to be a novelty song where the hook's going to be about Justin Bieber, but then it's one of those songs where he uses like so the song is like whatever happened to Justin Bieber? Oh, everyone loved him and now he's nowhere. Um, and then it spirals into like I'm just going to re- do that kind of chorus or verse, but like replace the Justin Bieber with like and whatever happened to high top shoes? I got mine. Why is everyone tweeting on Facebook? He literally says that. <laughs> And like whatever happened to Guy Ferrari, like he says that too, yeah. and it's like, and it's it's there's no, there is one hundred percent, and I know this for a fucking fact. There, like because I was alive in 2012, there's no way that when that song came out, somebody saying what's up with all the Facebook tweeters, that everyone that heard that song was like even like even mainstream people was like. That's what are you talking about? Those well, are like two different things. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> uh, but it's like it's like this like ill thought out social commentary yeah. where he's like, I'm going to take things that are current now, like Justin Bieber, because this album came out in 2012. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, so he's like, I'm going to take things that are current now and talk about how you know the 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 culture just throws things away so quickly, kind of thing. So even things that are like right now, yeah. uh, are are just throw away and and we're we're throwing them away as a culture. And, uh, and and I'm gonna you know throw tweeting and Facebook yeah. into the same pot because that's somehow social commentary. Yeah. Like it but feels it's so, like it feels deliberate but not thought out. Yeah, and it's so weird because in 2012 the only people that would be like like laugh at like what's with all the Facebook tweeters are like old people. Yeah, and this, they don't sound like a band that like although they probably do attract the kind of like 
older radio crowd where they just like a fun little summery song. Yeah. But at the same time, it, they they feel like they're struggling. It's weird because they feel like they're struggling to be youthful with the way that their songs are all, you know, like poppy, sunshiny, new wavy. Yeah. But at the same time, they're like pulling from things that only an older crowd would like. So yeah. it's this weird like the fuck are you even trying to do yeah here i have no idea what they were trying to do with this but i wasn't offended by it. no it's just you listen to it and you're like that's exactly what i thought a smash mouth a smash mouth <laughs> album would sound like in 2012 yeah. absolutely like right down to the uh, uh well okay so i was actually a little bit offended by the um the don't you forget about me cover yeah that was bad oh gross yeah. it's super gross yeah i bet uh, it's it's very overdrummed. Yeah, and I'm like, how do you overdrum? Well, it's that like song? when when songs like that become as popular as they get, like, and then somebody covers them. It's like everybody. It's like if you tried to do a cover of um uh Ferris the Ferris Bueller bow bow like yellow yeah. right. Like if you tried to do that, someone like everybody in their life has gone. Chick, 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 chick. So yeah. the if you if I a band was to cover that they're gonna crank the chicka chickas up like a million times <laughs> like because that's a fun thing that everyone does so yeah. on this song it's like all the guitar chimes like are yeah. like so loud and like yeah. it's almost like a caricature of the original it's, song it, for it's, sure. and it's mm. gross and like there will be like a, a little uh, piano stab or yeah a, like a little sting in the middle of a like the original yeah and Boom. they'll yeah and they'll really just kick it just right fucking, in your face yeah. hmm. and this this Remember? song is not a, a brutal fucking assault which yeah <laughs> yeah this version kind of is i just read this this is funny um smash mouth's third album they had a contest on their website in the fall of 2000 for the fans to name the third album <laughs> oh i the result was a two-way tie with the winning suggestion to, to self-title the album <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that is the fucking best. Because <laughs> their fans are like, oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> oh, let me think. Mm, uh, smash Mouth? <laughs> I, that, there's got to be like a, a like an internet campaign that went behind the scenes by like Anonymous or something where they're like, we're going to game this to just make it like... Because yeah. there, was, there, was, there was something on like the, the website, something awful. There was something about like... He was the the main guy was doing something where he was like, oh, like it, ugh, I'm going to say this so wrong, but there was some internet campaign that had to do with him having to eat a bunch of eggs, and they like <laughs> did this really crazy campaign where they were going to like ma- like the if enough people voted, he was going like, to have to eat cool like a million eggs or, or something? something, something like that. I have to look that up, but it like ended up he ended up like actually doing it, I think, and. But it was like a whole internet thing that they just like made happen because <laughs> enough people signed a petition or something. Was it something that just somebody like did they make it happen? I think they because made it happen. Because if it was something that just some random person made up, then I'm very impressed with that person. They were like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna start a thing to make I don't know the guy from Smash Mouth eat I don't know yeah. a bunch of eggs, <laughs> <laughs> and then he did it because the internet is great. <laughs> Oh, well, Smash Mouth. Uh-huh. You're on blast. You suck. Yeah. <laughs> Stop smashing my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> this band really smashes Smash my, my mouth. mouth. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I watched uh, Baby Geniuses. Yeah. Oh, and I <laughs> and I listened to some uh some Smash Mouth. It was magic. Now, I've been we've been getting user uh I keep user listener submissions for albums. A yeah. lot lately, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what a great time for me to do this. And I've been holding on to one for a while, but I'm actually not going to do it. 
So I'm I'm gonna hold on to a painful one that uh, listener Corey has sent me. I'm gonna give that to you guys eventually, but this week I'm going nice uh, oh. from my perspective anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of doing the like, what are they gonna think of this album? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Usually with things that I like, but sometimes not. Yeah. But I I cannot stop listening to this album from 2011 by a band called The Spills, oh. called Occam's Razor. Um, this band is from, I think, Glasgow or there or the UK somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this album's so good, and I don't know how to explain it because I the only reviews I can find are are non-regional. It seems like not a band that has caught on over here. I stumbled upon it on audio, and I really, really like it. It reminds me of a weird kind of uh, like crossroads between something like Cloud Nothings and like. Do you remember that guy gave you guys that album, The Eighty Nine Cubs? Yeah. Oh yeah, it, I really it, like that. It yeah. has that kind of like they're pulling from a few different things, and and like even with Cloud Nothings, like I feel like they're pulling from like Jawbreaker and stuff mm-hmm. that like I don't necessarily think of as music that you guys like. Yeah. totally grew up on but i did yeah. Yeah. but still managed to do it in a way that's like super accessible mm-hmm. right. so this is like a straight up indie rock guitar album nice. that i love and i'm very interested to see what you guys think because it does sit like 89 cubs and cloud nothings sort of on that emo kind of like the way those bands are sort of in those genres that i grew up listening to but i just think this album is so good um i bought it today uh, off Bandcamp so that I could give you guys the MP3s because oh, nice. uh, it's hard to find. Yeah. So I can't wait to talk about it. I've been doing nothing but listening to it. It's yeah, a good I summer you, album for uh, me. I saw you post about this on Facebook yeah. the other day and I'm like, oh, I should check that out. And then yeah. I didn't. But now, now I you will. will. Yeah. <laughs> or have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you if you want to listen along there... <laughs> I was going to listen to that and then no, I didn't. And now, now I, I have to. to. <laughs> um, if you want to listen along, you can go to their record label on Bandcamp, which is Philophobia Music, P-H-I-L-O-P-H-O-B-I-A music.bandcamp.com. Mm. Check it out. Uh, the Spills, Occam's Razor. And uh, we're going to talk about it next week. Okay. But for <laughs> now, <sighs> we got to roll. Yeah. All right. We're going to roll. Uh, 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 <laughs> I that is one of the top ten hardest th- I've ever laughed at a television thing yeah. ever. That mm-hmm. episode of South Park. Oh, what do you, what were, what happened on South Park with that? What I was referencing Vegas Vacation. Wow, what? Yeah, mm. where Beverly D'Angelo in- is singing and uh, they he he puts the mic to her and she goes. Ah! Oh, that's yeah. pretty good, Dan. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually really pretty. Yeah, <laughs> took me away. No, there's a part. There's a part on uh, an episode of South Park where I think it's John Stamos's brother, yeah, or somebody's less talented brother, yeah, is singing that song but can't ever hit that note. Uh, and when the note gets hit, like on national television, a horse to... is gonna explode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Same with jokes. And so they they just for a while they go. Is it cause you're beautiful? Do, 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 do. Ah! <laughs> and then and then everybody just starts going. Ah! <laughs> it's uh. the weirdest thing. <laughs> but it's a really special moment. Oh, yeah. so good. I was just re- referencing a middling comedy that makes me laugh pretty well. Yeah, <laughs> I, I still have never seen that one. I like it. Yeah. Some funny parts. It's I, got it's it's more watchable than you think. Yeah. It's I can't get past that damn joke. 
that I saw in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. You've mentioned that before. Oh, I'm an yeah, idiot. I, I love that shit. <laughs> um, well, speaking of uh, movies. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> let's, uh, Wait, what do we do? Huh? So this week, uh, <laughs> this week, there's not a ton out there for winning movies. No. Just a lot of stuff yeah. that we after all... After two really high-stakes weeks, too. Yeah. It's pretty... It's a lull. Nobody wants to put anything out after a couple of these. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. The big, the big profile releases are Aloha Ugh. and uh, San Andreas, uh, both of which I don't really give a shit about. I want to see San Andreas, but only because yeah. it might be fun disaster garbage. Uh, yeah, but I feel like yeah, it's not San gonna Andreas be good. is going to have a couple of fun. I like seeing cities uh, uh, crumble. And uh, the Rock is always good for a couple. Laps. It just it looks yeah. exactly like twenty. Totally looks like twenty twelve. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, the Rock he can carry a picture. He can, but kids, we, kids got Moxie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so winners' <laughs> choice. There, Robert yeah. Evans. <laughs> yeah. So the two winners can see anything. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff out there. Things I'm, to catch up on for us. Yeah. Maybe totally. want to yeah. see Mad Max again. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try my hardest to not do that if I win, just to use my yeah. movie day to see Mad Max. <laughs> well, yeah, because I don't think we can use another segment to talk about yeah. that movie again. But I could talk about it for another half an I hour. Could, I could do a podcast about well, it. Well, stay yeah. tuned after 90210 yeah, Relay for Mad Max Fury Road Corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, and then so The Loser, yeah. uh, we were trying to think of some things that we could Netflix pick, because there's some stuff in theaters, but nothing... Uh, nothing. So we found a movie. Uh-huh. How uh, how do you want to describe this film? Uh, uh, notorious, notoriously uh, bad, bad video game adaptation. adaptation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a video game adaptation. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. based off a series of uh, of PC games, mm-hmm. which were notable for their uh, poor quality acting in their full motion video scenes. Yeah. Although I think some of them were good, but it's like uh, like I, I like great storylines, but kind of like all right. They right. tried to make them like movies, and then they yeah. made a movie trying to make it like a game. Right. And it all got crossed. Which has never worked. Is there any movie based on a video game that doesn't suck total balls? Um, yes. Uh, I'm sure there's one. I uh, can't think of what it is. Uh, <laughs> I, there, there's some that approach. The uh, Silent Hill movie nails eh. the... the. I only saw nails one of the, those at, sequels. The first was, one nails eh. the atmosphere of, the, well, of it, but it is not a great movie overall. No. But it approaches it. it mm. Well, if that's your high bar, yeah, it has, yeah. Uh, uh, Mortal Kombat uh, perfection, cinema perfection, <laughs> absolutely. I, I, that movie's a little more watchable than I, I like, like to admit. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? I will be. Is that the best one? Is I will Kombat be the person the best to video throw. Game movie? I will be the person to fucking throw down. Uh, Super Mario Brothers is awesome. Uh, uh, bananas. I, th- I, I think that movie is is so bizarre and charming and weird, and I will watch it and have fun the whole mm-hmm. way through. All right, I'd yeah. have to watch it again, but I don't know. If charming is the it's, word I'd use for it. Oh, it's just like this is how you're gonna. Okay, <laughs> right, whatever you. Uh, you guys play the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Wing Commander. Yeah, that's where we're going. I saw this film in theaters when it came out. I do not remember a lick of it. Very good. Um, I'm pretty sure it's just she's all that too, right? Yeah. This is what Space happened to them Boogaloo. after uh, their high school contest. Yeah. She's all that too. She's also all that. <laughs> <laughs> more of all of that. Casey. She's even more of that. <laughs> Casey's going to roll winner's choice versus Wing Commander. Wing Commander. I think another 1999 film. Uh, whoa. That's, oh. Ooh, I don't know. It's a one or a seven. I, it's a seven. Should we re-roll and say I, no more carpets? No more carpet rolls. That is 
I, well, I want to say one, but I can't say one without coming no. up. Like I'm trying. I, I feel like that's that's a re-roll. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Roll. Yeah, let's roll on the hard. <laughs> no more carpet rolling, Casey. Yeah, yeah. Just, you got. It. <laughs> that was dead on the side. <laughs> Uh, we'll right under, under the bridge. The bridge. Yeah. <laughs> hey, rolled an eight. See? Yeah. There you go. There you, there you go. go. All right. I'm I combined rolling. the one and the seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> quick, quick math, fellas. All right. I'm rolling. That's a three. Oh, it God three. damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. On. Eight and a three. Greg is rolling a two. Come on. Yes. Not me. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> awesome. Fuck. Um, guys. Yeah. I uh, I've just been looking at lists of uh, video uh, movies based on video games and yeah. no, there's not been a good one. <laughs> no, not, not even not even one. one. Yeah. Not even anything with anything even remotely the ones, redeemable, except maybe Mortal Kombat. But yeah. the ones that people argue are that are the closest, like I just did it with Silent Hill, are all movies that are like flawed. Like people go and say, well, the first Resident Evil's pretty good, and you're no, like, it isn't. Yeah, no, if you not. watch it, like, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna watch something stupid, and then you have fun with it, but it's not good. No. Did you guys see uh, Doom? Yeah. No, I didn't. That movie sucks. There's no, no. Yeah. No, <laughs> for, that. no sucks. for that one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, enjoy Wing Commander. And see uh, good movie. <sighs> and uh, we'll go. Wings. Yeah. Wings Casey Commander. and I will we'll come back Wings next week. Wings Hauser. <laughs> <laughs> if it was Wings Hauser Commander, I would yeah. totally watch exactly. that movie. If it was Wings Commander, yeah, where yeah. you got to tell Tim <laughs> Daly and Stephen Weber what to do. All right. Matt Cauley, Wings Hauser Commander, and <laughs> yeah. Wings Commander. And Wings Commander. You got two uh, two projects. Mm. Yeah. In space, no one can hear you hower. <laughs> um, In space, no one can hear Roy be fat. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to do that. And Casey and I will come back to you. Fury Road's still awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll let you know. Maybe it sucks now. Yeah. I don't know. But for now, yeah. it's time for 90210 Oh Yeah Relay. Fuck yeah. Dear, 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 dear. Juice, 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 that that's just a name of something in the episode. I was no. like, damn it! Yeah, the titles are usually just a fucking mess. Yeah. yeah. So the episode opens on a SAT review course at like some kind of like high rise businessy looking building. So right. they've cr- they've gone off campus for this. All okay. right. Um, and the whole gang is there doing the the review course. David is worried about it being really hard to do the SAT, mm-hmm. and uh, other people are like, "Don't worry about it. It's not that bad." And he's like, "Well, if it's so easy, why are you all here taking your SATs again?" Oh, and, David uh, with the cogent point. Damn. Yeah. So then they do their review course and they're leaving, uh, and they go outside, and a newswoman from a television station approaches them. Uh, as they're leaving and, and, and wants to talk to them about the pressures of college entrance exams. And Brenda just uh, jumps at the occasion. And uh, Steve looks over and sees a logo on like the camera that says, Backstory. And he gets really upset. What? Yeah. And what? He, he, grabs, <laughs> he grabs her mic and he's like, you're just a sleazy junkathon news magazine going out of their way to ruin people's lives. And oh, he's like, I see. So it's like a hard copy. Yeah. And he's like... And, what and did he call them? A junkathon? A, a sleazy junkathon news magazine. Oh. 
And uh, <laughs> Junkathons are my least favorite Decepticons. You know. uh, <laughs> yeah, but he was my favorite character on Who's the Boss? Yeah, <laughs> Junkathon. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking. <laughs> uh, and they're li- and so they uh, protest. They the the backstory people protest. Like, no, we aren't. Uh, and he's like, well, what about the story you ran on Samantha Sanders? That was a hatchet job. Next time, I'll break your mic and your camera too. Ooh, Ooh, shit. Yeah, not to mention camera one. Does Steve, eh, like, I don't know, maybe it was only in my episode, but what kind of mullet does he have going on here? Because it was getting fucking. Is it out of control yet? Yeah, because it's a curly mullet. It was a pretty standard Steve curly mullet. Yeah, Yeah, but it's getting really big in the back. (laughs) Guys, if I ever have to, uh, if I ever have to sign into a hotel under a pseudonym, it's going to be Steve curly mullet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know, I didn't make, I didn't notice that it was crazy, but I feel like it probably was. I feel like it, and I feel like it changed size in my episode. Maybe it went back down for mine. Maybe, yeah. Depends, <laughs> on, how, Maybe. <laughs> depends on how angry he is. Yeah. <laughs> it flares out if it gets angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. I look pretty stupid. <laughs> in fact, I don't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> it's really embarrassing. Yeah. So we go back to school. Brandon is there asking Steve uh, because Brandon wasn't there for this uh, backstory altercation and Brandon's like, I heard you wailed on some newswoman. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> what, what happened? News is traveling fast, and it's like a purple monkey dishwasher is getting out of hand because he just yelled at her. He didn't wail on her. Um, hey, dude, I heard you peed the shit out of some lady. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Nikki is looking at Brandon from afar. Uh, it, listeners will remember Nikki. As the groupie. The groupie. David's groupie. Yeah, yeah she's Dave. like smitten with Brandon. Yeah, she's yeah. super in love with him right now. Yeah. Uh, and she's looking at him from afar, and Brandon's like, oh, no, because she was into Silver. He's like, that's the girl that, like, you made out with David. I don't want her to be interested in me because I'm a freak. <laughs> he's such a fucking idiot. Like, Seriously, he's, what he's an so, asshole. He's such an asshole in this episode. He's like, get Amazing. this girl the fuck away from me. I want nothing to do with her because she was, like, once standing he- beside and kissing David Silver on the cheek or whatever happened. Is yeah. he eight years old? <laughs> mentally. Ew, mentally. She's got David Silver cutie. Yeah. Uh, mentally. Well, we haven't had old. a crazy uh, episode from Brandon in a while. Yeah, so. yeah. I yeah. mean, I welcome it. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. It's wonderful. <laughs> so uh, he's like, oh, no, she's into me. And then uh, some guy who's like a college student named BJ Harrison, uh, his girlfriend comes up. And hits on Steve, and Brandon's like, that's B.J. Harrison's girlfriend. He's in college. He comes in later. I don't believe I don't believe he's been in the episode yet. All right. But college guy's girlfriend hits on Steve is all you need to know. Okay. So nice. Kelly and Brenda are stressed about the SATs, and Kelly says that Brenda shouldn't smoke, and Brenda's like, lay off. And then Dylan comes up, and Kelly leaves. She's very sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nikki and Donna are hanging out and Nikki asks Donna what Brandon's story is and Donna says uh, and, and Nikki's like he seems so guarded and so quiet and and uh, Donna's like well you should see him at uh, the peach pit he's way less uptight or something like that and so Nikki's like I guess I gotta go check him out at the peach pit <laughs> well, yeah watch him waiter yeah <laughs> that is what happens yeah <laughs> Brenda leaves after school, and the backstory lady shows up to talk to her. Like, hey, Brenda, uh, I know you were kind of interested in this, so, like, let's wrap. And uh, she says, listen, I had nothing to do with Steve, Ma- the story about Steve's mom, and I want to talk, and I'd like you to help me get the backstory on the kids who go to the most glamorous school in America and about how they're just normal kids or some shit. 
uh, is, bas- is basically the thing she wants to pitch. Like, yeah. you think they're glamorous, but, like, they're real people like us. And and Brenda's like, okay, that's kind of like, I can get behind that. So they go and smoke cigarettes and drink coffee and talk about how Brenda's going to help, but only if Brenda gets to go on camera. She's like, I want to be in a... I want to be on camera doing an interview, right? Yeah. I love how, how the, like, this was edgy. Yeah. Like, the fact that she's smoking now and everyone's like, oh, you're smoking. Yeah. It's so edgy in the, in the 90s. 90s. <laughs> yeah, w- which is fucking great because, like, that was a, that was a storyline on the Brady Bunch. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was edgy on the Brady Bunch. So... Brandon's at the PP, Peach Pit. Yeah. Oh, double P. He's at the PP with Tata. And Brenda shows up and she's like, I got to talk to you. And he's kind of busy because he's doing a lot of work at the Peach Pit. And then yeah. Nikki shows up and Brandon gives her a menu without looking at her. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> but did she lose all she the prices, on. right? Did he yeah. say that to her? Sorry, you lost a Plinko, idiot. He's like, yeah, here you go. And she's kind of all disappointed that he didn't notice her. Um, so Steve now is talking to this BJ guy from college and he's like, Hey man, I got this term paper coming up and I know you like went to this school before you went to college. And do you have any term papers kicking around that I could, you know, pass off as my own? And this BJ guy's like, Hey man, I got this key and it's the key to Beverly Hills. Hi man. You can open every door in there. Go change your, your grades and you're golden. It was passed down like through generations of students, and I'm gonna pass it down to you. And uh, he's like, I want to make sure you end up in my frat someday, so this will get you there. And uh, he's, and then so Steve's really worried. He's like, I could get in a lot of trouble with that, but like, I kind of want to. <laughs> and then the BJ guy's like, Think about it for the weekend if you want this key or not. Uh, so then after work, Brandon is complaining to Brenda about work, and he says uh, Nikki is too innocent and too young for him. And uh, Brenda tells him... Too uh, innocent. Yeah. Brenda tells him about... <laughs> what is he looking for? I don't Another know. racist. <laughs> yeah, he's or not a racist. mental case. This girl, this girl doesn't seem like she hates Jews or would drug me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not interested. <laughs> Brenda tells him about the backstory lady and how she's so nice now, and, and she gets to control the tone of the piece, and Brandon's like, you know, this sounds pretty weird. Sounds like you might get uh, fucked over here. Uh, you should check into it first and maybe ask some people at school about the allowing them to do this piece about our high school and brenda's like oh but i also i feel like i'm not on the same wavelength as all of our friends lately and like this is an opportunity for me to like do something positive for the school because her and kelly are on the rocks uh so then at home brenda accidentally drops a pack of cigarettes in front of her parents oh no uh and then her parents give her a lecture about health habits and how bad it is and that their family has a history with cancer and brandon tries to jump in with some helpful advice but brenda tells him to shut up and then she says that she can quit anytime and that she will and then she looks worried Uh, Donna and David are studying in the radio booth, and uh, Brenda and Kelly are talking about the cigarettes. Dylan hears them, and he asks about it, and she says, uh, oh, they weren't mine. Brenda says, like, oh, they're not mine. I'm carrying them for a friend, and he's like, I'm not an idiot. And she's like, I quit, okay? I just still had them on me. And Dylan's like, well, this weekend, you know, instead of taking my SATs, I'm going to go hang out with my dad. And uh, <laughs> Brenda's like, well, why would you do that? You should probably take your SAT course and try and get into college. And uh, Kelly's like, not everyone's got to go to go to college and totally defends Dylan. And Brenda's like, ah, I'm out of here. But Kelly took his side for sure. <laughs> yeah. And it was very uh, dramatic, I guess. 
<laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah, so Brenda goes and gets some like video scrapbook that they made and a yearbook and stuff from David and takes it back to the backstory lady. Uh, and and Brenda's like, I need to get permission from the pr- the principal uh, before we do this. But here's like this video footage you can cut up and like our uh, our, our our yearbook. And then the backstory people are like, we'll take care of the principal thing. And you know they won't. Yeah. But they say it <laughs> to Brenda. Yeah. They're and then, sleazy. Yeah. And then she goes into their like mobile news unit. And it's all fancy. And there's like a producer in there. And uh, she's going to help them go through some footage or something instead of going to class. So she's skipping class to help with the backstory. Fuck. Oh, man. If she smokes in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nikki volunteers for the blaze and Brandon's like, no. <laughs> uh, Brenda goes through the video scrapbook with the backstory people and defends all of her friends to them because they're like, she looks like an airhead. That Kelly girl's a blonde. Da, 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 da. Like making all these judgments. And she's like, no, here's what they're really like. But then also says bad things about them to them that you know they're going to use. And I'm like, why the... F-? She's like, no, my friends are all great. Although Kelly is kind of loose. <laughs> and she's like... Again, I have a real problem with that term. And she's like, and Donna is kind of a clothes horse. <laughs> in in reference to her being like into fashion. She's like she, a horse wearing clothes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, Donnie's kind of a clothes whore. <laughs> it's just like if like she defends them all, but then still makes sure to like throw in the digs that they're going to need because yeah. the plot needs them to have them. Hey, uh, lady, Dylan's not a total dirtbag. Dylan's a dirtbag. Yeah. He's not so. He would switch over when you like. He's my boyfriend, and he's really nice and supportive, and I love him, and he loves me, and he was an alcoholic, and he's a dirtbag. Like that's <laughs> yeah. basically what it's like. That's amazing. Like here's all the information you need. Yeah. Uh, Stop calling her Donna. Her name's Meathead. So, Brenda is doing an interview for Backstory now, and hard. and she she thinks she's doing this for a good cause. Uh, still, and then she goes and she sees Dylan. And he says that she still smells of cigarettes. And she's like, I was just with some people that were smoking, even though she was smoking. She's lying. She mm. sucks. And she'll like, she's like, I'll quit if you take the SATs. And he's like, I don't know. The end. Uh, <laughs> Nikki and Brandon are at the blaze. <laughs> and Nikki's really hanging off Brandon at the newspaper. And, and it's really bothering him. And, and then she, Nikki leaves. And Andrea doesn't understand what he has against Nikki. And he's just like, if you're not interested in Nikki... You need to just tell her because she's hanging around you a lot because she thinks you're cool and is kind of interested and you can't just be a fucking idiot Brandon yeah, and not be like, hey, like go you away. you told me. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Tell her uh, every time you see her that you're never going to fuck her. So this like sleazy, on me. This sleazy producer of the Backstory uh, Beverly Hills show says to the uh, host that like the show's not going to fly without any heat and uh, Beth, the, the Backstory... Uh, news reporter is like, no, I told them I wouldn't do it this way. And the producer's like, well, fuck you. It's happening. Uh, we're going to make this about all these people and how crazy they are. Oh, uh, boy. Andrea, Andrea, sorry, and Brandon find out from a teacher about backstory and how they're doing this piece. And they have to run something in the paper to say, hey, students, this sleazy peep, these sleazy people are here. Don't help them out. And Brandon, in the back of his mind, is like, oh, shit, I already know that Brenda's helping her. Uh-huh. Helping, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I better go find her. Uh, Nikki runs into Brandon in the hallway when he's looking for Brenda, and he kind of fucking flips out on her. And he's like, why are you around me so much? And it's not personal, but it's never going to work out with us. We're too different. 
And she's like, the fuck are you talking about, you freak? Because he's like, we're, we're two different people. We'll never make it and we'll never be a good couple. Like, And she's like, I don't like, I feel like you're jumping the gun here. Like, I just like, like hanging out with you guys and like, like I'm interested in the stuff that you guys are doing. Like, she never really fully clings, but she is hanging out with him a lot. She's right. putting herself yeah. out there, yeah. but he totally just like flies off the handle on her. Like, we're never going to be together. He's we're not getting married. He's got such a strange self-image. <laughs> um, it's really disconcerting. And then Brandon finds Brenda at the library, and he's like, what did you tell Backstory? Because uh, this word is getting out, and uh, it's not good. And she's like, don't worry. They said, Beth said it's going to be fine. Uh, she remains control of this, and it's going to be great. Uh, Steve tells Brandon about the key and how they can use it to open the grade banks and such. And Brandon's like, don't scam the system, man. You don't need it. And that wraps that up pretty good. Uh, back at home, their parents are like, we saw the promotion for Backstory. It's going to come on any minute. And that it, they, they're running the ad like, tonight on Backstory, rich and spoiled in Beverly Hills. And then, uh, and then it comes on. And Kelly and Donna and Steve are in it, and the voiceover is like our lifestyles of the rich and famous, like sleazy guy. <laughs> Robin Leach. <laughs> it's yeah, totally. And it's like these children of privilege have nothing to smile about. We found the breakdown of family values in Beverly Hills, nine hundred two one zero, and like they edited it to make it look like Brenda was being interviewed by this sleazy guy, even though it was actually Beth. And so he's asking all these leading questions, and they're framing the things that she's saying that were nice in like a negative way. And she's like, "I didn't say it like that." <laughs> right. Um. So what's it like <laughs> to be a horse that wears clothes? <laughs> <laughs> um. And it's like. Donna, she's got a learning disability, and instead of like helping her, her parents flew her to Paris for a wild shopathon, crazy summer trip or something. And it's like they call that it is not good journalism. They're like they're like Donna. She like has trouble learning, so her parents ignore the problem and sent her on a whirlwind shopping spree to Paris. And then like mm. Kelly, a girl who does what she can for what she wants and has no moral foundation or something. Yeah, and you're like, awesome. whoa. <laughs> and Brenda's like Brenda flies off to Paris and hangs out with Dean Kane. Yeah. <laughs> um so and then Brenda is talking with her parents who just watched it with her and she's like, Can we sue them? And the dad's like, Maybe. Um Brenda so she runs off because she's so upset about the way they've done this. Brandon sees her as he's driving home and, and he and he pulls over and he's like, I saw the show at the Peach Pit. Like, uh, nobody is happy about this, you fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> and she wants to, like, light up a smoke. But Brandon's like, if you can get through this without a cigarette, you could probably get through anything in your life. So maybe you should yeah. not light up a smoke. Yeah, Brenda, uh, smokers are jokers. Um, uh. Nobody wants to talk to Brenda when she's calling them to try and tell her side of the story. No one's picking up. Uh, now Dylan is off visiting with his dad um, instead of doing his SATs and his dad's like you're an idiot uh, I'm in jail and you should probably go do your SATs you fucking idiot um, <laughs> wow so he was all for it when he needed Dylan to, to write him a letter but yeah I don't know dad <laughs> I don't know Brenda shows up at school and everyone's still really upset with her and won't talk to her she tells Kelly uh, that she loves her and wouldn't say those things about her and that they distorted it, and Kelly's not having it, neither is Steve. They're like, peace out. Dylan goes and takes the SATs at another school uh, in the area that he's at with his dad. He shows up, and he's like, still too late to sign up for the SATs? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, yeah, yeah, you can do it. And they're like, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> too late to sign up for the SATs. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
Sorry, you were whispering or something. Um, <laughs> Brandon's at home, and Beth and the backstory. Oh, Beth. Beth shows up. The backstory uh, news reporter shows up at the door, and she's like, "Brenda, I just quit backstory because they. Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't take what happened with the story, and and I need to find Kelly to make things right." So the story got taken out of her hands. It's not really her fault, but yeah, she fucked up. Mm-hmm. So she quit, which is good. Uh, Brenda comes out, and Beth is there with Brandon. And uh, Brenda's like, "Beth, you betrayed my trust." And oh, sorry, no. Beth, the backstory reporter, says to uh, Brandon, "I betrayed. Uh, um, I betrayed Brenda's trust. Brenda is as much as victim as everybody else because she didn't mean the things that she said. Uh, they were taken out of contest." Context. She tells them about how different they wanted the story to be, and to make it a positive uh, story about this, this, these kids. But in the real world, your boss has a boss, and it doesn't end up that way. And that's why I quit after the piece broadcast. And Beth has the raw tape to show everybody, uh, the whole gang, that Brenda mm. said these nice things about them that got cut out. Uh, Beth is uh, nice. Makes it all right. So back at the She's peach just pit, a tool. Everything <laughs> is instantly better. Uh, Nikki shows up and is apprehensive about coming over and sitting with the gang. But <laughs> she's worried that Brandon is going to freak out, lose it all. <laughs> <Yeah>. over. <laughs> uh, so Brandon's like, we need to go talk. And she's like, I'm so sorry. Uh, I didn't know you'd be here. I wouldn't have come if you, if I knew you were hanging out here. Cause you're a fucking psycho. Yeah. Like basically <laughs> and she, I've got this restraining order. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, Oh fuck. Like I, from what he is projected, she feels like she can't even hang out with him now. Uh, and he's like, it's probably safer if she does. Probably not. And uh, in mid sentence, he uh, he stops her and apologizes her. And he's like, I'm sorry, I blew up on you. And he's like, I do like you. And they make out. Oh, Brandon. And that's the end of the episode. You fucking psycho. You fucking psycho. Why did she make out with that guy? She he fu- was like, I don't ever want to see you around. You keep wanting to marry me. and It makes me sick and I hate your face. <laughs> and then she's like, okay, sorry. And he's like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> uh, reject me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And it's like, she's like being... So like okay, I like I know you know you you said all those things to me. I didn't realize that you were gonna be here. I don't want to like encroach on your territory the way you obviously felt like I have. Like being trying to be like the person like what it seems like she thinks Brandon is trying to make her be like yeah. get away from me. And then he's mm-hmm. like, no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird and it's and it's really abrupt. And then the show just ends. Yeah, fucking right on. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing now, Nikki and Brandon. Yep. Uh, Making out behind the poop. Yeah. Great. Gross. The end. Did uh, Dougie's sister show up at all? Um, yeah. Is I don't know. I guess when it when it started, I th- I've never seen Dougie's sister, so I thought yeah. Nikki was Dougie's sister for a oh, while. Yeah, no. I guess she's only been in my episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So all right. No, not that I know of, unless I saw and didn't realize it was her name is Susie, I believe. Uh, I, I just want so. I, I only want her to show up every once in a while in the background just to walk through a scene just spinning a gun. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, w- is it going to happen now? <laughs> you don't She's know. like, that's <laughs> sweeps week. Oh. And it's and it's yeah. the gun. Uh, yeah. yeah. She's <laughs> like, I, I, I keep it close. Reminds me of my brother. <laughs> I like to spin it like he loved to. <laughs> <laughs> like he loved to do, but was so bad at it. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I think I think this whole stuff with the backstory could have been a lot like more ridiculous and entertaining. But I was happy that they wrapped it up with Beth being like, "I fucked up, I quit." If, yeah. they, if that was a moral, it passed. 
Okay. I guess it was, but also I don't know how much I believe it that uh, this producer of this sleazy show was like, oh, man, these high school these kids are mad at me. <laughs> I better quit my job. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I knew I was sleazy, but then I didn't know. But then when it started to affect a bunch of rich kids, <laughs> it started to really eat away at me <laughs> as a moral person. <clears throat> Very good. Yeah, they touch on some stuff with, like, how hard it is in the journalism for her to find a job, and I had to take the backstory job, yeah. Uh, yeah, so don't quit it yeah. because of some fucking teenagers. But uh, I was hoping for some more hard copy craziness, and it was a little just like, yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, we got some, we got a couple episodes that have ended with uh, reveals. Yeah, so yeah. The, the Dougie's sister reveal. Now yeah. Brandon and Nikki are becoming yeah. a thing. And the the, the just the, the something's gonna go down with the Brenda Dylan, Kelly Dylan. Kelly thing. Oh, oh yeah, yeah nothing good's gonna happen. happen. No. Yeah. And they're really they're really making that out like it's going to be the season arc. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. that's because every big episode story. is just like on eggshells, yeah, on eggshells, more and more detached and sad. Yeah, and yeah. totally. And smoking. There's, there's a gonna lot. Be a, there's going to be a point where Kelly uh, uh, gets the gun away from Susie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there there was a lot of uh, of scenes that were so boring I didn't write them down. Where it was just like <laughs> Kelly seems huh. really upset with Brenda. Like Brenda, like I said it once because that's all you need. But yeah. there was a I've bunch never... of like. Brenda's feels so disconnected and doesn't doesn't understand why Kelly is so like in the distance. You know, I, I never thought to do that to just not write some of the <laughs> scenes down. <clears throat> I've almost done it a couple of times, but then by the end of the scene, going, no, 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 that's a- yeah, <laughs> this is where it's you're more, more stupid just happened. I yeah, that. less like whole scenes, but more just like little bits where it's yeah. like, okay, they went over to that side of the peach pit and did yeah, that. Like no I don't need, need that. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Um. Right so. That's it. Next That's week, it. Casey, right. we're going to go. see what happens with Nikki and Brandon. Yeah. Oh, man. If you'd like to see what happens with the three of us, <laughs> keep your ears on. See you next Wednesday and go to modernsuperior.com uh-huh. where you can find our show amongst other shows like our other show, Time Bandits. Uh, a new Let's Scare Matthew Price to Death about Alien just went up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's tons of other shows up there for you to listen to, including... Uh, flight school so you want to check that one out too yeah uh, and do that and while you're on the internet in your browser open up a new tab and go to facebook.com slash synwpc or twitter.com slash synwpc click the follow and the like buttons and you'll uh, you'll be in good company and uh, as always we will see you next Wednesday uh, goodbye internet and that is another episode in the shit bag <laughs> <laughs> Call up the crap toad. We got another one for the shit bag. <laughs> Throw it to the moon. <laughs> this has been a presentation of the Modern Superior Media Network. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.